don't be greedy, you know, Gunnadar or, you know, Ballard oh, yeah, or anything. Exactly, anywhere. it doesn't matter where they are. Greedy. And it's better to get wide, Luke, you know, and then you, you don't cause as much commotion. Love getting wide, Munns. Uh, you have a great day. Okay, and you have fun and best of luck in that putters challenge there today at Rarewick. And good luck to all of the tables playing in the putters challenge. It's always an exciting day. Uh, trying to outwit yourself against everybody else and walk away with a bit of cash. Yeah, it's a great concept, mate. And plenty of the listeners on the text line uh, who are heading there today have been kicking up for a bit of mail. Have you got anything for them? Uh, a standout, something? Uh, well, I'm a Sacramento fan, Luke, but uh, it'll be... Uh, the soft isn't going to worry him. I, mm. I just think he, he sweated up terribly at Rose Hill the other day and we, we, we went through Sulcombe's form that he hasn't featured below 2,300 metres, so he might just need the, uh, another run. And uh, it just he got a lot of things made to, made to favour him there today, Sacramento. He sure does. Have a good day, Glenn. Well, this time last year he was on his way to winning the Canberra Cup. He ran on Monday week. Yeah, exactly right. Looking forward to being down there. And we are actually giving away a double pass to the Calcutta, which is Saturday, March 11 on the show. So stay listening for that. It's just gone 9.31. This is Sky Sports Radio. Other side, it is the Eagle Farm preview with Bernadette Cooper. What's the difference between a gift card and an e-gift card? The e. Eh? No, e. Like the bonus Woolworths supermarket e-gift card right now at Bingley. Oh. No, e. A bonus Woolworths supermarket e-gift card up to $400 on selected kitchen and laundry appliances. Ah. No, Mum, e. Are you making fun of me? You? No, e. A Woolworths supermarket e-gift card up to $400. With selected kitchen and laundry appliances right now. Bingley. Better living every day. Sometimes the rabbitos are everything. Oh, that's high! And sometimes bungee jumping is everything. Oh, that's high. So, whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want with 11 Bunnies games exclusive to Fox League, available on KO. Bigger, better, mini, mini, money, more, and flower. You're the chosen Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Tab has harness offers on tap this Sky Carnival of Miracles. <laughs> Dodds on races one to five at Menangle this Saturday night. And if your horse runs second, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on races one to five at Menangle this Saturday night, but only with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. Get down to Canberra this March 11 to 13 for the Canberra Racing Carnival. The ideal triple way for friends, family and punters clubs. With three big events in three days across the Canberra Day long weekend. Featuring the Tab Canberra Cup Calcutta on Saturday. Hosted by myself, Dave Stanley and Luke Marlowe. The 50th anniversary of the Black Oval Stakes on Sunday. And the Tab Canberra Cup Race Day on the Monday. It's it's a special weekend of racing. Visit thoroughbredpark.com.au. HQ Insurance have exclusively teamed up with the world's leading insurance brand in Berkshire Hathaway to offer their clients more options, including reimbursement for post-mortem costs. Be sure, insure with HQ. Sometimes footy is everything. That's- 
Irish. Sometimes footy, camping trips, hitting the beach and getting your hair done is everything. Just a mullet, thanks. So, whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want with KO. Whenever sport is everything. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Brian Fletcher, the Penrith CEO, has been good enough to join us on a Sunday morning. They deserve the win, St. Helens. It was a great game, big crowd. There's probably 4,000 people who didn't go to the game. They stayed in the club, so we sort of won both ways. <laughs> I know which one went more to you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us what premiership success equates to? I know membership is up. To give you an indication how success is financially, the last three years we've made something in excess of $16 million profit. The previous decade before that, when we weren't winning, we weren't playing semi-finals football. We lost 50 million. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. You can always make a profit when you're winning, but it's hard to make a profit when you're losing. Sunday mornings on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Racing HQ, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. By the way, we'll have uh, Mark Hunter's Around the Grounds tip uh, as well. I forgot to ask him, so... Uh, I will uh, do that and we'll pass it on. So stay listening for those uh, listeners chasing marks around the grounds tip. Thank you for asking so nicely uh, on the text line. Let's get to Bernadette Cooper now for her winner at uh, Winners. Winners at uh, Eagle Farm today. How are you, Bernie? Yeah, good morning, Luke. That's very nice and confident of you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) How's it looking there today? Nine races? Stunning day. Card's not a bad card for out of... um, sort of season racing, I think. It's, it's a pretty good card, actually. And, yeah, look, we're looking at it probably a, definitely a good four to a good three here today. It's sort of hot and windy this morning and only going to get hotter. So, but a beautiful day. Race one, and uh, this is over 1,600 metres, benchmark 72. The Red Kite, $2.30. Number four, Hocker Hay at three twenty, and double figures the others. Yeah, I mean, it does look a racing too, doesn't it? I think, I guess the other one you would have in the mix is he's the ultimate, number three. There are probably three nice horses to box up here. I'm sticking with Hocker Hay. You know, she's sort of got to step it up here today, both in grade. She's going from Wednesday to Saturday. She's going sort of up in weight um, as well. Uh, But Sammy Collar really rides her well. She's shown us an extraordinary turn of foot. Um, since she started to hit her straps here and she just raced away from them in that class four the other day. So I am sticking with her. Certainly the red kite is the danger and they're both probably looking to podgy up in a similar spot uh, in the run as well. So it'd be interesting uh, to see. Magic Conqueror has been sort of really pushing to lead so I suspect that's what they'll do from, with him from that poor draw. But anyway, I'm going four to beat um, three. He's the ultimate because his second up form is outstanding. Uh, definitely red kite and the colour and best of the rest. So four, three, eleven, and one. Race number two at Eagle Farm, thousand metres for three-year-olds, and the favourite here, two dollars eighty, is number three, Beast Mode. One hard to say, four eighty. Two all that pizzazz at five, and six dollars for number four, Jakenza. Good race this. It's a great race. I cannot believe the price really of Deer Trail. Um, around the $8 mark, I think. Um, I just think he's a really, really good horse. Is he going to be at his best first start? Well, he did win his first start in the race, um, but not in this... We're talking maiden company. So is he better at 1200 Well, possibly, but any three-year-old that sort of sprints really well first campaign, they usually sprint even better at their second campaign. So I think there's plenty of speed here. Happy to play Deer Trail at the price here to beat the favourite Beast Mode. Um, look, he's been really great. The depth of horses he's beat has been less 
Uh, but still, he's been great. Definitely hard to say. Um, you know, we saw him at his brilliant best at the Sunshine Coast. His Eagle Farm is good at track for him. Um, time will tell. And eight Spirit Queen, 52 and a half on the back. She beat Polarising at the Sunshine Coast. There was money for Polarising, who ran a really good race. Um, I think it was last Saturday. So five, three, one, eight. Race three, 1,820 metres for three-year-olds. Number one, Tavi Time, looking for four straight, $2.70. Number eight, uh, gee, is it to pill? Help me, Burn. How do we... Uh, eight, yeah. oh, Tapple Doodle Doo. Beautiful, thank you, gee, you say it well. That's outstanding, 460 uh, about Tapple Doodle Doo. No, but they actually left a... Yeah, no, it's right on tab. Never mind. Uh, number nine, Fairway Stars at seven fifty and three Red Top a day at eight dollars fifty. Can this win again, Tavi Time? Why not? Why not? He's um, yeah, a, a lovely three-year-old, obviously by Tavistock that started off his career with Gwenda Markle, so obviously came to Chris Lee's in fabulous order, and and um, they've been able to yeah win three in a row, which is certainly is a, a big task, isn't it? Look, he does have 59 here, but it's against his own opposition and, you know, Canterbury form generally is okay for Brisbane on a midweek. We Generally, we need a little bit better for a Saturday, but I think the way he ran away from them at Canterbury suggests that he's, you know, he's a pretty decent sort of a horse and this is out of carnival three-year-olds for us as well that he's meeting here today. The danger for me is the 11, where you've been, from the Sean Dwyer stable, who has come through a maiden and, and only a class one at his last two starts, but gosh, just stormed away from them. Sort of similar to the way Tavi Time did in his benchmark 64. This all stormed away from them at the Sunshine Coast. Didn't beat a lot there, but it was a style in which he did it. Big, bold, sort of front-running effort. So I'm actually pretty nervous about where you've been because he carries, you know, five, five, five or so kilos, four and a half kilos less than Tavi time here. Then I'm putting the three in Corita from the Chris Wallace stable. Um, and then I like, um, I put Tapple Doodle doing, you could have Mashani Missile or Red Top, sort of pretty broad after that. But I'm 111, 10 and 8. All right. Tavi time for you there, Burn. Race number four is over a thousand metres, two year old fillies, and uh, this race sees $2.30 about number eight, Mashani Royale, number three, five star Vixen, $6.00, 12 within reason at $6.50, and uh, the 13, Ruba High, is at $6.50 as well. Which way are we going here? I'm going the way of within reason against my you know, brain box that says, oh, it's a 1,000 metres and it's a bad gate. And it is a bad gate. And I think there's only one way to ride it. And, I'm, you know, I'm not 100% that they'll do that here. but And that's to go back um, and ride for luck. We saw her with an incredible turn of foot behind Malibu in the Callaway Girl, finish it, just charge into the line. And then ridden a lot closer the other day. Didn't look as dynamic um, but the race just sort of panned out that way that she was up running sort of third and fourth. But hit the front way too early and just got the, the I'm lost wobbles. Side at the winning post, ran out, knocked over Ruby High. It was all, but I think it was the case of she hit the front just way too early. Um, nothing Sam could do about it. She was just there. But there'll be a lot more speed on here today. And I think if they sort of ride tactically, you need to go back. You need to save a little ground on the corner and ride for luck and she'll need plenty of luck but I think she's pretty good so I'll go 12 to B8 Mashani Royale 
obviously that trifling form's been front, 13 Ruba high, and then I went the way of seven keyboard as my roughly. He did chase home Miss Cooter on two occasions for 12, 8, 13, 7. Race number five, 1,000 metres, and this for the two-year-olds as well. And Spin Doctors, $2.70 on debut here, has had a Deegan trial, this gelding by Trapeze Artist, number eight, two seventy, And 4.40 was bet about uh, Spin Doctors, so it's been a decent trimmer. Number four, Mashani Raider, $4.00. Five, Mr Moderation at five. And ten, Top Bun is at six. Mm, I'm just watching the favourite so far today. Um, happy to have a look at him. Uh, at the races, I'm with Top Fun here, who draws nice and low for Tony Muddy Sears. Ange Jones in the saddle. Chase home Rupert's house uh, last time out, and it was only just sort of getting going in his win at Ipswich, only over 800 metres prior to that. But um, I like the Rupert's house form here today, and I think it's a pretty open race. So Mashani Raider, the danger. Seven Prince Toby, who's only won a 6.50 trial, and I generally don't like to do much form at all on 650 trials but this horse just won if he please and only four horses in her but had this fabulous sort of big action and i don't know where he lines up here today but he looked fabulous in that trial uh and mr moderation also it can only be fitter here today for his 840 trial win there as well yeah and ha- happy to look at spin doctor in the yard and see what we see of him 10475 Race number six is an open over the 1,820 metres. And number two, Namazu, is at $3.30. Number one, Mohican Heights at six. Eleven, Trevelyan also at six. And seven, She's the Gift at $7. What do you like here, Bernie? Oh, about five of them, six of them. <laughs> Does that leave any out? No. <laughs> I don't know. This is a very competitive Race. I've ended up tipping She's the Gift, who ran second to Namazu last time out. And that's purely because she's got a lovely weight pull on horses like Mohican Heights, Namazu, um, even a kilo less, I guess, in point counterpoint. So Barrier One as well is very likable from this start. Namazu is the danger, definitely. Um, then I've gone the way of point counterpoint. He was unlucky not to finish closer to Mohican Heights last time, and, and I've left Mohican Heights in there. And I've also put Dr. Evil in the quaddie as well, but oh, that means I don't have Trevelyan, I don't have Tears of Love. Yeah, one of those races, 7261. Yep, I get it. Race number seven is over 1,200 metres, a benchmark 75, and 7D poor. Going great, this horse. Uh, has won its mm. last three, $2.60. Number four, Berry Card at $3.70. 13, Delith is at $4.80. And 11, Bitcoin Baby at $6. Yeah, well, I think on Thursday, Berry Card was your $2.70 favourite here. Now it's $3.70. So I think that's interesting. I think maybe had it been 1,000 metres, the, the, the shift wouldn't have been as severe market wise. But perhaps. You know, Berry Cat has been a little bit prone to overdoing things. So perhaps the market suggesting they got it wrong on, I don't know if it's weight of money or whether they've just sort of reassessed the race. But Depor has been so brilliant and so sharp, although only beating pretty easy, easy company at the Sunshine Coast and his first two races, single memo, I think, a golly heart. Um, Queen Bellissimo sort of like really monopolised that race last time out and I don't think much else really got home but he came from second last and just went past them like they were all tied to the fence. So, I mean, the difficult thing is that can he bring that, you know, the Sunshine Coast doomed in form to Eagle Farm given that those tracks have both got lovely cushion in them 
and this track perhaps lesser. Well, let's hope so. He's going great guns. Adam Panther doing a superb job, and Elian Chavez really rides him well. So I'm going to go seven to beat four, 11 and 13. All righty. Race number eight is a 1,200-metre open, and Halal, gee, it's been a while since he's won a race. He's now with Gollum, mm. but... Um, <clears throat> This is a, a suitable assignment if he turns up. He is on the drift, though, $2.50. Number six, the big goodbye, three ten. Four Snow Zone at $9.50. And two Stampy is at $10. I don't think Snow Zone is all that at home at Eagle Farm for mine. And <clears throat> with Halal, I mean, he's not known for being this brilliant first-up performer, is he? He's won one of four. So it's not as if he can't, but he's not sort of prolific at it. He's never won this trip, 1,200 metres. I think he's had five goes for one second. But what we do have is a horse that's raced in since, you know, superb company throughout his entire career. And that's why his win record doesn't look as impressive as it should be. But, he's, you know, he's chased home Animo on a number of occasions. And in fact, he got, as a three-year-old, he got very close to Animo on one occasion. I think he ran second by beating less than half a length. So you've got this, you know horse with a fabulous pedigree that's raced in the top company is now in much easier company here in Queensland in, in the Tony Gollum stable. He's trolled up a tree. The barrier doesn't do him any favours. I really don't not sure of the tactics here on him, but there looks to be lots of speed in this race, so they'll probably just sort of mosey along, hope to poke in and he certainly wasn't asked to do much in that trial that you know, where he ran second behind Baller recently and they ran 58.15 so he's obviously doing really really well and could win fresh up here at a trip he's never won at before so uh, one to beat six definitely a big goodbye he does everything right don't forget Stampy here today and I put eight viral in the mix as well so one six two eight now I need you to do me a favor in race nine. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah oh yes I've got a horse in this race Oh, which one? The mighty more than number one. When you see Jag oh. over the fence, can you just yell out, Jag, can you ride this better than you did at Mwillumbar? You dead set gave him a sore back. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> you can forgive him because he does no, ride this horse. No, I don't forgive them. My, my yes, partner's a jockey. Well. No, I just hold grudges. I just... <laughs> <laughs> you'll learn. You'll learn, Luke. Um, well, I'm tipping more than number one today. Are you? I am. You beauty. Each way, each way, all day. Uh, why not? He's $15. We've got to have something on today. You've got to have something on. His second up form is very, very good. Probably the best form that he produces is second up. Um, and obviously, as you would know, he was going well, having won that Hawksby trial mm. into that first up race at, um, behind Bride's Kingdom last start. Nothing went right for him, as, as you would know. He, he was sort of awkwardly out, which he can do. Then he was too fresh. He was over-racing in a 1,300-metre race where there wasn't probably enough tempo on Bright's Kingdom. Got away blue murder, didn't he, out in front? He was just trotting along and everybody laid off him and your bloke was sort of out the back and over-racing. Then he had to alter course and, you know, and, he, and Sammy wasn't too hard on him when he couldn't sort of win the race either, I didn't think so. I wrote train wreck beside the race. No fault of anybody, just things didn't go his way. So I think a big field forces more tempo here today. Even though on paper it doesn't look at a really fast run race, you always will get genuine speed usually in a big field. So I think it's a great each way bet here today, Luke. So eight to beat 15. Uh, 15 being Tilly Annam, who will come and cruise across and probably hope to monopolise it up near the front again. 
stuttering was good last start. Rockamora is never far away. You could like, I know there's nice money for Batiga first up as well. Yeah, there's a few others you could have in the mix, isn't there? But I'm going the way of your horse, more than number one. Yeah, God give him strength. Just get in Jag's ear. So, Jag, <laughs> you can't race on the outside fence and expect to win races. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he won't. Oh, yes, those who haven't ridden in the race shouldn't throw too many stones. Oh, 100%. I've jumped a few out. Does that count? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm a narc. I, I openly admit it. I, I spray him. Um, what's your best? Uh, we're going to start off early in the day. So, Hockahay in the first and then Tabby time in the third. What's the best spray you ever copped when you were riding? Oh, I don't know. You tend to want to forget them, really. Yeah. But there, w- there would have been a few. There would have been a few. No one's ever not been sprayed. If you ride long enough, you're, you're always going to cop one, aren't you? Oh, of course. And there are times where you make the wrong decision. Of course, there's many times where you make the wrong decision. You know, the same as when you're driving a car and you think, oh, I should have pulled out into that lane, I could have gone, you know, a long way up. Everybody does it. And everything happens so fast out there. But, you know, we all, we're all the best grandstand riders, aren't we? We're oh. all like, why didn't they do that? Why didn't they? Hey, I'll corrupt you. I'm the, I'm the regular now on these Saturdays. You wait. You'll be spraying them just like me before you know it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll corrupt <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I'm easily corrupted. Oh, good on you, Burn. Have a great day there. Thanks, Luke. See you. There's Bernie Cooper previewing Eagle Farm. Now, as promised, I do apologise for leaving this out earlier. Mark Hunter's out wide tip. I've made the decision to brush it um, now that I'm the new host. No, I'm just kidding. I've got it here for you. Um, And I do apologise again for not relaying it earlier. But Mark likes race three at Wangaratta Pelosi. That is number 10. Race three, number 10, Wangaratta, Mark Hunter's best out wide tip. So thanks to those listeners um, who texted in and reminded me to relay that. I'll tweet that out as well. I've also tweeted out Mark's full set at Marlo Luke on Twitter if you want to jump on there and check out what Mark likes at Flemington today. And I'll tweet that one out for Wangaratta as well. Race three, number 10, Pelosi is Mark's out wide tip. Now... You can very, very shortly win a double pass to the Canberra Cup Calcutta. It is next Saturday. It is March 11. You can join Dave Stanley and myself for TAB down there on March 11 for the Calcutta. It's at Canberra Southern Cross Club, Woden. Food and drink provided. Food and drink provided. And uh, it'll be a really good evening. Give us a call now, 13.53.53. And when you do so, you need to answer this question correctly. The fourth person through will be our winner. We need to know who was the 2022 winner of the Black Opal Stakes? Who was the 2022 winner of the Black Opal Stakes? That is the question you need to answer if you answer it correctly. You will be heading to the Calcutta with myself and Dave Stanley next Saturday. And I tell you what, last year, we not only did the Black Opal, but we did the Cup as well. We did two Calcuttas, but it's just been tweaked slightly this year. And we'll just be doing the Calcutta for the Canberra Cup. So really looking forward to it. I don't know if Anthony Manton will do a phantom call again like he did last year, which was brilliant. Um, If he does, I'll probably do one, and I'll probably have had a few... Schooners under the belt uh, by that time as well. So you get the fandom calls at these Calcutters, you, you a little bit of colour uh, gets added into it, if uh, I don't say so myself. So really looking forward to getting down there again uh, for Canberra Cup Day. 
and the race days will be uh, just brilliant with the Opal and the Cup. So if you're in and around Canberra, get involved. Uh, come see us at the Calcutta. We'll have a, a great night and then out at the races on the Monday. And, yeah, look, the rumours are true. Rumours are true. Last year, I didn't quite shape up. Um, I was a, a little bit jaded, to say the least, after uh, the carnival last year. I didn't pull up so good. Now, Matthew from the ATC is our winner. Are we going to get him on the air, Steve, or...? No, we won't get him on the air, but he's uh, our winner. So thank you very much to everyone who called. Uh, Matt from the ATC is our winner. And uh, congratulations to him. What did I say? Where's he from? TT? Oh. What did I say? I said AT. Oh, okay. A... Yeah, well, that's right. That's why I'd be saying ATC, because I'm going there later uh, for a, a function. I'm going there later for the punters' challenge. So congratulations to Matt from Canberra, the ACT, not ATC. Uh, good on you, Matt. Um, look forward to seeing you there on the night. I've dribbled enough. We have got to get to our next preview, which will be Mick Wallace in a tick for Hawkesbury today. You just can't beat the racing action in the top end. With 38 meetings the action never stops. <laughs> and for the very best show on sand, Darwin Racing is tops in the top end. Territory Racing, be part of it. Love signs, baby. This slowdown song is to remind you that you're now entering a school zone and will need to slow down. A safety message from the Australian Road Safety Foundation. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Odds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's at website, gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. HQ Insurance have exclusively teamed up with the world's leading insurance brand in Berkshire Hathaway to offer their clients more options, including reimbursement for post-mortem costs. Be sure, insure with HQ. Rudd Gray here with the latest market mover, skyracing.com.au. It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing cots. There's breaking news and insights. Plus, catch all your favourite shows and the latest podcasts on demand wherever you are. And the best part, it's 100% free. So, get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au. Racing HQ, brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. HQ Insurance have exclusively teamed up with the world's leading insurance brand in Berkshire Hathaway to offer their clients more options for their bloodstock insurance. Visit hqinsurance.com.au for more info or call 0289 131640. Be sure, insure with HQ. Let's have a look at Hawkesbury today and it is Richard Callender in fact joining us to preview the meeting. Rich, good morning to you. Good morning Luke, good morning everybody. Yeah, we're just coming back down through the mountains but a little bit overcast out there. Hopefully the rain stays away. 
beauty, mate. Uh, race number one is a maiden over 1,100 metres. Number three, Shadows of Love, the 165 favourite. Yeah, look, she's very short, um, the, the filly, but she looks very hard to beat. I've gone 13, 8, 1, 5. Look, when she debuted and I was at Hawkesbury back in September of last year, she looked very new. She got frightened, did a few things wrong. It's, it's a, a hot form race uh, for the maiden there. She went had another run at Newcastle on a very heavy track behind another race that's produced a stack of winners, the Sukurm and um, Floating Race. She's come back. She's tried a lot better this time in Luke. She looks stronger. She's from the Kim War stable. She looks very hard to beat. Miss Cartel, the debutante from the Angela Davies stable. She's a filly, got a bit of speed. She won't be too far away since she's still handy. Now, number one, interesting runner for mine. Better not bitter. Chris Lee's Aaron Bullock on top. The bull, he trembled yesterday uh, out at uh, Dubbo. Only has had three starts back in last year. Look, good in one, bad in the next. I didn't know what to make of The trials have been okay this time back in, but there's a lack of depth outside of the top couple. And number five, Staros from the Terry Cross table. Blinkers go on first up this afternoon. But the 13 looks a good thing, Luke, but very, very short now at $1.65, Shadows of Love. Race number two, richtab.com.au, class one, 1,500 metres. Number six, Sequested is the 2.30 favourite, ahead of number three, Byron Bell. Been some money for it, and one ain't he grand at 6.50. Yeah, I'm keen on Byron Bell. Uh, look, I've gone three six one seven. I'll get to Sequested in a moment. I think Byron Bell, you go back, uh, first up run at Canterbury was super. They beat Hollywood Hero, Hollywood Hero, La Lagoon. I think they're pretty handy midweek city performers. Hollywood Hero can go around in a in a in a group race. Then it took on the, the, the likes of In Secret, Sunshine in Paris, Cinderella Days, and the like in the Light Fingers. Um, probably tried to chew off a little bit more than she can handle. She comes back in grade here. She should just get a nice run from the ideal gate, stalk them. And I think she might be one of the better bets of the day, probably the second best bet of the day. So question's obviously the, the danger, but I think it's short enough. She won at Hawkesbury the other day, but she did no work, got an absolute dream run. It was a perfect ride on that occasion of Sammy Clippert and Kobe Jennings goes on board. She's a nice filly. She gets a suck run. Number one, Amy Grand, well, another interesting runner. Had the three runs, but I remember that they put in the Dulcify last preparation. It won a maiden at Canterbury at second start. Kieran Ma, David Eustace, comes back now after, what, a four-month break, had a couple of trials. And interesting, they're kicking off at the 1,500 to show that, you know, he probably wants that little bit of ground. And number seven, Gore Shin. It might, I'd imagine he rolls forward today, Gore Shin. Um, he's run at Orange is OK. Yes, it's a big jump up from uh, a benchmark 58 at Orange, but he rolls forward. He might make his own luck. Three, six, one, seven. That's race number two at Hawkesbury. Race number three, Rich, is over 1,300 metres. This is a maiden. Number two, Hedge Fund, is $3. He's trimmed up from three forty this morning. Six, Warby, at four. Eleven, Romeo's Choice, four forty, And 12, Todd of Rum, at four sixty. Well, I've gone 6, 2, 12, 11. I think Warby, from the ideal gate, Mitchell Bell riding for Kiramar and David Eustace, he just finds the right spot. He didn't have the best of luck first up uh, behind La Madra. It was a walking race, got into an awkward spot. And then, look, I thought he was only beaten two and a half lengths. He's had three weeks since that run. He's drawn a beautiful marble here. I don't think he's a lot of speed, and I think he's capable of taking up a spot. He might just be the horse that sits here, leaders back or 1-1. One, one. I've got Warby on top. Hedge fun, interesting run-up. Had such a long time off the uh, the scene. Uh, about, what, 16 months off the scene. Resumed at Hawkesbury. Bowie of Dubai was able to beat on that occasion, but... He did. He looked like he was going to improve. I just get worried. I'm not a second up uh, concerner, but when they're second up and they're over a year off, that does worry me. Kerry Parker trained, so you know he's going to be right. But 
I've just got that little uh, inkling in the mind. 12 from the uh, Annabelle Neeson Stable, a nice filly by Merchant Navy, Todd of Rum. Only had the uh, the three starts last year. Returns. I loved the recent trial up here at Hawkesbury only a week ago. And number 11, Romeo's Choice. He went terrific at Canterbury. Um, did get the suck run. It was in the right part of the track. 6-2, in the third, Luke. Race number four, Rich, is over 2,000 metres, a maiden. Number 11, Pico Rocks, is 270. Eight, Esky at $5. Six, Rapid Impact, six. Number nine, Good Vintage at seven. What do you like here? Yeah, I've gone 11, eight, six, nine. It's going to be interesting what happens with the speed. Is like When you get these stunning races of the provincials, a lot of the time you get genuine tempo, but there doesn't look to be genuine tempo. I'd, I'd imagine bonus tempest rolls forward, Cavalla Bella with the blinkers on, but... I don't think there's a lot of speed outside. And I reckon Pico Rocks just gets the suck run, just does nothing. I think it'll just sit leaders back, third, fourth. They're just taking the blinkers off it today to try and get him to relax. I think he's certainly a horse that'll appreciate the 2,000 metres, and this just might be getting the maiden out of the way. Pico Rocks to get the right run. Esky, if there was more speed, I'd nearly have Esky on top. Just the lack of tempo worries me for Esky. It's going to need a good ride from Jay Ford. Interesting, he was a little bit slow away the other day. Gosford was terrific to get beat just, I think, about a length and a half, length and three quarters. I think he's a possibly a, a chance at a derby horse, whether it be the Queensland derby, maybe not up to the Sydney derby, but the Queensland derby might be where he's progressing. Uh, number six, Rapid Impact, Mark Connors. Um, the run at Newcastle behind Tycoon Charger was terrific. Um, and look, Tycoon Charger, pretty handy horse. I know it was a class one maiden, but he's a pretty handy horse. He's taking on some younger horses. He'll run all day. He hasn't won at 11 starts, but it looks an ideal race. And number nine, good vintage, also from the Chris Wallace stable and comes out of that race behind Don Quixote and Frankie's Me Dad. Frankie's Me Dad was able to win yesterday. 11, 8, 6, 9, I think you might have called him the winner. Yeah, one up there at Newcastle. It was a good win, too. Uh, won the first yesterday. Race number five, 1,300 metres, class one. One Bundina, $2.90. Two King Advisor, three twenty. Four Flying Destinies at three forty, and $7 or, $7 or longer the others, Rich. Well, look, the three, without being uh, having to be too clever, Luke, I think the three favourite runners are the three chances. I've gone four, one, two, six. I think Flying Destiny, it was coming off a super win at Kembla Grange when it beat a boy who got close. A boy then went to Newcastle and won. And then it got a three-week break and jumped to 1,300 metres and just did a little bit of work and, and only got tired that last little bit. I think today can roll forward, take its time, get on top of the speed. It might be very hard to beat Flying Destiny. I've noticed the blinkers have come off and they put the visors on. Not really sure that he saw them the other day, and plus it might just enable him to relax better. Bundina was outstanding, outstanding winning its maiden the other day, the midway. But beat horses that you and I could have been competitive with, Luke. Um, King Adviso should just go back. It's had a couple of trials this time back in his trial well. Jasper Franklin for his boss, Mark Newnham. And then number six, Serati, who's just keeps around this grade going well. First up since June last year with a couple of trials. Four, one, two, and six. Four, one, two. Look for three chances. Race number six over eleven hundred metres. Benchmark sixty-four and number two. Budwar three forty favourite. Nine. Dame Cartland is at four twenty. Three. Zenti at four dollars eighty. And number one. Poseidon Ruler at nine. Which way are we going here? I've gone for a bit of value here, Luke. And there's a couple of things against me. Like I've gone eleven, nine, two, three. Nick Point. I know that he's never won below twelve hundred metres. I know that he's had eight goes at eleven. 1100 and he ran second 
in a very weak race. Uh, he hasn't fired over the 1,100 previously. He's only won four times his career. One of them was at this track. But I think if he runs up to his last run at Canterbury, which was over 1,100, he's going to be very hard to beat here. And that was behind, you know, Julian Rock, look only, late night, tough guy, a lot better. I thought his win at, uh, at Nara, the start before, was very good. I've got him on top at a bit of value. I think the danger can be number nine, Dame Cartland. Nathan Dahlstable is just on fire. Didn't have the best of luck at Hawkesbury last time out. If he repeats his first up run when he won at Kemble, it'd be very hard to beat. Zenti just needs a little bit of luck from an awkward draw. And Boudoir just got to turn the clock back from the run the other day when he was first up disappointing. Admittedly, in a lot tougher grade. 11 9 two, 3 I see Alicia Collett's riding a horse called Impressive Lash there. Uh, something doesn't quite add up in race six. Most in, uh, I agree. <laughs> race number seven. Uh, good luck to Claire there with Impressive Lash in race six. Race seven, 1,800 metres, benchmark 64, Spalter. <coughs> I thought he was gone last start. Uh, I did said thought he was gone, uh, and he fought back to win. He's 4.40 favourite. Number one, Iowa, 6.50. 13, Pink Baroque at seven. Eight dollars or longer, the others headed by number 11, Queenmaker. I've gone 13 to 11, one. And I've only, the way I've, I've ended up on this Philly by Caravaggio, Pink Baroque, is the simple fact that she's drawn to get the right run. She should just lob, you know, won't have to get as far back as the other day. I think she can settle midfield. Just do no work. I think she's been building up this filly uh, to another win. She won back in just, I think it was Boxing Day at Ramwick. The next run, she dropped back uh, to the 1350, 1500, 1500. I think she's crying out for the further trip she gets that. Um, spelt the other day down at Kemmler. Yes, he looked, uh, he looked gone, but I just got a feeling when Chad Schofield angled right out and got out three quarters of the way to the outside fence, the second horse spin picks saw it and I think got half terrified and half stopped. Otherwise, I think if it stays near the inside, I think it was a great ride and a great clever ride by Chad. Look, he's a nice source. He goes forward. There should be tempo. He doesn't have to lead today. He probably sits third, fourth. He's very hard to beat. There's no doubting. 11, Queenmaker. Well, Queenmaker comes out of this, uh, the race behind Tabby Time and, and Pink Baroque. It beat Pink Baroque home last time at Canterbury. Gets a suck draw this mare. Home track. The claim certainly helps. So, if I'm putting Pink Baroque on top, Queenmaker's got to have a terrific chance. And then the top one, I, uh, Iowa, Martin Unum, Jasper Franklin, first up, kicking off at the uh, the 1,800 metres, but is trialled particularly well. 13-2-11-1. And the last at, Cam- at uh, well, I was about to say Canberra, Hawkesbury today, uh, is the Midway Championships qualifier over 1,400 metres and a good field assembled. Number one, Spangler, is the 250 favourite. Yeah, of course, the eventual midway championships, the polytrack, uh, Reed Sanders and the team, but this is for provincial horses only. So there's three heats, provincial horses only, three heats, midway horses, and then I think all comers in the um, the, uh, the wild card. It's two, 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 and two at six, 12 runners, and then three go through um, out of the wild card. We've had to wait for the last, but this looks the best bit of the day for me. One, three, four, six, Spangler. I keep going back to which uh, running the bell in the cup. Wow, I can't believe it got so close. It's run before that behind Colour Sergeant, Manda Boss. That form, I think, is far superior to this. It's winner Canterbury part of that when it rounded them up from last. 1,400 metres of wide barrier is why we're getting $2.50. If it had drawn a barrier and it was 1,500, I think it would be odds on. But we've got to do with what we've got. I think he's just too good for them. He's got the bull on top, Aaron Bullock. And I think if he just gets near them, he'll beat them. Three Fearson gets a great chance to beat it because 
barrier one. Grant Buckley from Brad Widder was very good winning back in October and won at Hawkesbury prior to that, handles all services. If the rain happens to come, I think he's even better suited. He'll get the soft run there. Uh, Cuban Grand Chico. He may well lead today, and if he leads, that gives him his best chance. And number seven, Himalayas. Kim Wall's got it. It's now only had two runs since joining Kim, just getting fitter and fitter, and it's the one that could easily jump out of the ground, the Himalayas. One, three, four, and six. It was enormous last start. That fence was on fire. It should have ran last uh, after sitting wide. It was, and that's why it's the big improvement. Just got a little bit of a tricky gate, but it's always had the ability, Himalayas. I'm pretty sure, was it, was it with the Hawks? Went to Brad Whitup and is now with Kim. Yeah, that's right. Mickey Wallace has just sent a selfie. Uh, you pair in the car. Do you use it just like Batman and Robin? <laughs> what, a, what a combo. <laughs> Wallace is sending photos, is he? Yeah, he sent photos. <laughs> Gee, you're parading well this morning, Rich. I'm parading well. Yeah. I'm looking sharp, I'd like to say. that. Uh, yeah, I'm one of those blokes that looks good in front of the mirror, like yourself, Luke, but doesn't fire on race stuff. I've broken a few mirrors in my time. What's your best for Hawkesbury today? My best is the last race eight, number one, Spengler. Race eight, Spengler. Uh, Spengler is the best bet. And the next best is race two, number three, Byron Bell. Have a great day, boys. Thanks, Luke. Good luck, everybody. There, there he goes, Richard Callender on Sky Sports Radio. Ten past ten. You know what uh, happens next. It's behind the gates. I'm joined in studio by Andrew Hurley. Darren Flindell will dial in. And Brad Davidson will be on this morning as well. Keep the text coming. Uh, appreciate the text messages this morning. The uh, text line, if you haven't got it, now's your chance to jot it down. If you've uh, heard it a few times, just say, oh, I always miss that number when uh, that gibber Amalo reads it out. We'll jot this down or put it in your phone. 0419-767-272. That's uh, to the BSB, Racing HQ, myself, Dave Stanley, the lot of us. 0419-767-272. You can even ask Clarkie what he's up to. Uh, we'll do Behind the Gates next on Sky Sports Radio. If you're taking your favourite girl out tonight to a friend's celebration, don't forget the Windy Peak, a very acceptable wine at a most affordable price. Everyone's favourite, Windy Peak Wine by De Bortoli. Here's the traffic. The King Anniversary Sale ends soon. Shops selected quick ship designs that are in stock and ready for delivery while stocks last. Visit your nearest King showroom today. Darlinghurst, Oxford Street closed both ways between Flinders and College Streets all weekend. Also, Flinders Street is closed northbound from Moor Park Road to Oxford Street. Diversion via Kings Cross or Surrey Hills. And in North Sydney, change conditions on the Warringah Freeway southbound near Mount Street. At Specsavers, get 20% off ultra-clear, super-clean polarised lenses and more with any frame purchased. Offer ends May 24. Conditions apply. Should have gone to Specsavers. I'm Luke Germain, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. Peter Overton here, National Ambassador for Melanoma Institute Australia. One Aussie is diagnosed with melanoma every 30 minutes. I was one of them. Help raise research funds and save lives. Sign up at melanomamarch.org.au. exciting two minutes in sports. The very best of U.S. racing seven days a week. Looking at Lee, can't catch all he's dreaming, who's the 143rd winner of the Kentucky Derby. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Brain tumor, migraine, dementia, concussion. Have you Dyslexia. or someone you love MSA. been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Motor neuron disease, stroke, epilepsy. 
Alzheimer's. There can be no cure without research. Parkinson's. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au or call 1300-88-6660. This is Racing HQ with Luke Marlowe on Sky Sports Radio. Happy Saturday, everyone. Great to have you with us. By the way, the answer to the 2022 Black Opal Stakes winner was, of course, Queen of the Ball, uh, Rachel King for Michael Friedman. She won it last year, and uh, well done to Matt from uh, Canberra with the uh, correct answer, and he will be joining Dave Stanley and myself March 11 at the Calcutta. It's going to be a beauty, so looking forward to that. Looking forward to this next hour or so now, it is Behind the Gates, Sky Sports Radio. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Down to the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Welcome to the show, Behind the Gates. We do it at around this time every Saturday at 10 past quarter past 10. And I'm joined in studio by Andrew Hurley. Brad Davidson and Darren Flindell will chime in shortly. But Hurls, uh, great to be back for another week. Uh, Gee, reflecting on last week, Animo, uh, eighth group one. He was quite dynamic winning that Chipping Norton, wasn't he? Never had a moment of concern, did you? It was, mm. um, yeah, it was a super win. So, uh, yeah, just uh, everything they put in front of Animo, he just keeps on winning. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Well, we're talking Rambert, all the George Ryder next up. So I don't know if anything has been locked in as yet. But, uh, yeah, super performance. Gee, we've got a good day's racing yeah. today. Um, it's an absolute cracker. Having a look at the form, sometimes it just looks straight up and down. But uh, I don't think... It's necessarily going to be the case today, but uh, really looking forward to it. I can tell you the best backed runner on the card just continues to be backed is Sky Commander in the last at this stage. But, I can tell you what, the favourites, I think we're looking at about one or two in the last 14 weeks have won the last. So Jeez. that's... that's <coughs> hmm. yeah, but, of course, it can turn. I think we had a period about 18 months ago where about 12 of them got up in a row. Yeah, it so. was amazing. I remember yeah. that little period. Um, by the way, Fat Man has uh, texted in on the text line. He wanted to ask if the bonus bet applies in race two with only four runners. Um, absolutely it does. Yep. Absolutely it does, Fat Man. So, um, by the way, uh, have you seen my multi-selection yet? I have. Yep, yep. Saw that. Yeah, uh, well, you had about 10 goes at it before you learning, finally got it right. It's learning uh, to fly, guys. Yeah. Race three. <laughs> no, I, well, thought uh, mate, I, I, I thought about it. I thought about it. Yeah, I've got no issue with it because <laughs> um, otherwise we were going to be a huge figure and not as many people would have got on. But, uh, yeah, we'll touch on that a little bit later. But, um, yeah, show some. Some people would say, but I'm not saying that. <laughs> That's, of course, our Behind the Gates multi where we each nominate a horse. I've got to run top four if they do so, we get paid. I thought about it, Darren Flindell. Good morning to you. I thought about putting Learning to Fly in. <laughs> that would have been... <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw that email come through. I thought, is he on the cans already? <laughs> oh, oh, you would have been upset. You would have been upset. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I thought, here we go. This is, this is deliberate <laughs> sabotage. <laughs> From the show you do with your mob on the Friday. I know, but I, I couldn't have been accountable. My leg was a lock then. So you're still cross-pollinating? Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I, no, no, I wasn't on the uh, oh, okay. the other show this you, week. Were you also Benko? I was scratched. Yeah. yeah. What about right. that? Gee, that's disappointing yeah, today. Yeah, really disappointing. Yeah. So they're out of play. I know one particular person who may have may not text me this morning that he was on in futures at a big price and. Mm. Oh, I was on too. I'm Darren. sick. I'm still sick. Oh, uh, that's it. You that really, that really, really took the spring out of my step <laughs> when I saw that message. And I thought, oh, and then I was just discombobulated <laughs> for the next 15 minutes <laughs> when I was trying to put these tips in for the meeting because I just kept thinking about Ossipenko <laughs> and now I'm going I'm to just do my cash cold as well. Oh, it was to- yeah, torture. Um, that, that question we addressed too about uh, the bonus bets, that, that was race three where there's only four runners and, uh, yeah, I, it does apply. So uh, if you you have the bet there, you get the bet back if you run, is it top three hurls uh, up to 50 bucks? Correct. I'm those so. races one to six today at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. I'll also mention uh, that Hawkesbury meeting today on all races at Hawkesbury. Uh, get a 10% boost on your winnings for Cornella, Exacta, Trifecta and First Four. And it's paid in bonus bets, uh, capped at $100. Good meeting out there at Hawkesbury today too. Sure is. Brad Davidson, good morning. Morning, guys. Yeah, great, uh, great day of racing ahead. Um Looking forward to it, building on last week, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can get the multi-home, bit of a juicy figure this week, so we'll see how we see how we go. Yeah, I just had to Google discombobulated as well, uh, confused <laughs> and disconcerted. Oh, <laughs> yeah, hang on, hang I'm on. Glad you knew. They even put it in a sentence here, Darren. Um, was yeah. this year when Osso Penko got scratched? He is looking a little pained and discombobulated. <laughs> yes, I think that sums it up perfectly, and I'm impressed you knew how to spell it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I produced cross-pollinating last week. You've produced discombobulated this week. Uh, let's see what Hells and Davo can come up with. In, I don't uh, swallow a dictionary. Like you <laughs> oh, we love it. Mm. Let's get straight to the feature, boys, uh, and chat about it. So we, we've had the disappointment this morning of Osipenko Os- coming out. And, yep, I'll put my hand up. I was a futures punter there. Um, mm. So they're nearly barred with me. I just can't take a trick there. Mm. Aft cabin is now 210. Um, Darren, I'll come to you first. Has he got? Has, does he hold the aces now, aft cabin? You'd like to think so. Um, yeah, through default now, here's my on-top selection. But... Uh, I think he'll win, but uh, the tactics of this race will be interesting. Uh, whether they can sort of hold him a little bit wide and make him do a bit of work, as was the case, which certainly brought him unstuck uh, last time in the in the Hobartville Stakes. I think um, Linderman's an interesting runner because they, they didn't plan on leading uh, with Linderman last time. They wanted to get cover, but he jumped that well and he had to clear the inside runners. And, um, and Linderman was brilliant there in the lead. So I wonder if they'll be trying those tactics again. Hollywood Hero, I guess, from the low draw, will be punching through for a good spot. Communist, Purton will send him forward. Zoo Tiger will go forward. So um, it might be a little sticky for Aft Cabin in the, in the early part, but I just think at the end of the day, now that Osipanko's not there... Oh, I, actually, I, I don't want to say its name. It's just doing my head in now. I can't believe it's out. <laughs> Number, number two, number two. I'll tell you what, I wish I could go down to Melbourne and put attrition on a truck and bring it up here for the race now. <laughs> what about you, Davo? Don't say that awful word. Uh, look, I, I think the, the race is a bit more open than the market gives it credit for, guys. Um, I thought uh, a horse like Machalate, I mean, he was only first up there the other day, and I know he's a bit one pace, but 
I don't think there's a great deal between them. I think the race isn't super, super strong this year, and uh, I think he just parks off him here. He's going to be better for that run. He's going to love a mile at Randwick, and I think he's going to be within half a length of the and the winner. So at $6.50, I wanted to lean his way. I think Zoo Tiger's got a great chance. Look, obviously, the, the query with Arth Cabin is, will he run a mile? He's drawn awkwardly again with speed underneath. He's by a stern out of a 1,200-metre winner, I think. So... Breeding suggests it's some concern for me, and at two dollars ten, you want a little bit more in your favour for mine than than what he's got right now. So, uh, for me, Matchalate, but um, yeah, tricky little race. I think Manzoise will run a race. He seemed to trial it up particularly well, and I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back nice and sharp. Charlie Duckworth made it his horse to watch for the weekend. I think there was a little bit of confidence there with with Charlie. So, um, expecting him to run well, but Matchalate for me just at the odds. I think Manzois is a silly price, to be honest with you. You're looking at $19.390 to place. I mean, yeah, OK, it's first up, but I always like stays first up over more than 1400 This is 1600 as Brad said. Uh, not a bad trial, and it had worked between races as well. I think it was either last Saturday or the week before. So you just get the impression that they're... they're bit fair income about this and of course it beat sharp and smart in the derby today and that dead set looks a put in, put in take out job mm-hmm. over in New Zealand today uh, in terms of the investment today it is yeah it's clearly AF cabin and then Machilate uh, money for Zoo Tiger and even Lindemann which a lot of people are suggesting will run well uh, and yeah there has been support um, he'd want to jump better too wouldn't he Darren Aft cabin. I mean, he, he was sluggish out last mm. night, but that was a little bit unlike him. And uh, and here he is drawn wide out again today uh, with a number of other horses underneath him that are that are likely to go forward. Yeah, I've got him on top, but I, I don't think I really want to um, be having a, a win bet on him. By the way, there's a big jackpot again today in the big six, 150,000 jackpot. Last week, the pool got to half a million, so bear that in mind, punters. That's uh, well worth having a crack at. And if you are tuning in later on for the New Zealand derby, no doubt Simon will broadcast this live to where if he can, sharp and smart's $1.70. That race is on at 2.47pm. Yeah, that's great information. Um, we'll hopefully see him here in the autumn, uh, sharp and smart. He's a, he's a damn good horse. That's the Randwick Guineas. Anything else? To touch off on Hells? Oh, we just took about a two thousand each way on Machilate at six fifty and one ninety five the place remains at that quote. Mm. What a shame these the every year this goes on, the clash of the Randwick Guineas and the Australian Guineas. Like how great would it be to have Jack and O going around in this race? How great would it be if the if they all got on, I think. I think everyone's yeah. a bit uh, frustrated by that. It seems to be the uh, the parties could uh, work a bit closer together, but um, yeah, let's hope that's uh, sorted out in the years to come. Darren is right though; um, it's discombobulating uh, oh. the two fields. Crazy. Does Crazy. that work? <laughs> well, just just frustrating that yeah. you know th- these are great races, and we're just not getting the the best available at either venue today. That's the Randwick Guineas. Uh, question here about Banana Queen in the last. A listener wanted your thoughts on Banana Queen, Darren. Um, or is it out? Race nine. Race, race nine. nine. Did I say the last? Yeah, race nine. Thanks, Brad. Uh, Darren, uh, Banana Queen today. Any any feel there? Very little pace in the race. I'd be surprised if Tyler Schiller doesn't really go forward and m- might even try and lead on her. Uh, the rain that's fallen yesterday uh, I don't think would be a, a big issue. She seems to be equally effective on the good and the soft going as well. Yeah, I've got her highly rated. I 
Um, I've, I've gone with Roots on top. I think Roots is, is the one, the way she savaged the line behind Electric Girl in the Group 2 last time out. And uh, Thalassophile, I think, still in good form, but I'm really, really worried about a lack of pace uh, for both of them. Banana Queen has the advantage that she'll be up in a very forward role and getting an economical time of it. Did you say in the call it was peeling off the fence? <laughs> last yeah, I think that's been said before. <laughs> and you got a split. <laughs> yeah, too good. <laughs> she might be best of this bunch today. Yeah. Oh, stop it. Brad. Yeah, she's right for the pickings. Oh. <laughs> she's uh, the value play for the day for me. I, I can't get her. 440 versus the favourite here. I've got it much closer together. And if I wanted to be really aggressive, I could even mark a favourite here. Um, uh, look, she's just the, the weighted one here. I'm a big ratings man, and off off the, the databases I use, her last two ratings, weight adjusted, are in front of Roots's first up run by about a length. So uh, they've just got to be aggressive here. They, they cannot ride her quiet, please, because she's just got 53 on her back, as Darren said. There's no speed. She jumps so well. I just hope they don't try right out quiet and they just straight to the front and and from there she's very hard to beat. She wants a, a drying track. I think she's much better on top of the ground. I was a bit disappointed by the run uh, the rain yesterday, but in the fair income department, we can't be on a soft six today. Well, I mean, yeah. we've had, what have we had? Just under 30 mil. Mm. The last two meetings here, we had 80 and 70, and we're on a soft five and a good four, and they, they put up a soft six this morning. I know it came Friday, but... It had to be bordering on a good three firm too yesterday, considering they had four mil of rain for the week or whatever it was and seven mil of irrigation. So uh, this track copes with rain very well these days. I think it's going to be a soft five at very worst, and if not, a bit better than that getting towards a four. So straight to the front and catch me if you can, and I don't think they'll catch her. I think she should be shorter, and I'm surprised the market hasn't come for her this morning. I'm pretty keen on her chances. Mm. Uh, Roots. Will she be three back, do you think? Well, I mean, she might even be behind them, but uh, I think Cliff's art will take up a position. Mm. But, um, look, I just think she's a little bit too short. Uh, I read a couple of things. She was luckless the other day. I thought she had every possible. Yes, it was a group two, Millie Fox. She's run well, but she's got to go to the 57 now. Got to go straight to 1,600 second up. She's the most likely winner in the race, if you if you want to call it that way. But at, at $2, what is she? $2? Yeah, yeah, leave, even, yeah, leave me well and truly out of that price. So um, I've marked her closer to $3. Even even just over that, so um, I think Cliff has got a good chance. She beat her at a mile last preparation. Roots fair and square at, at Caulfield and gets him pretty well at the weights. And the key with her is the gate. A lot of people think that gate's no good for her, but she actually jumps really well and puts herself pretty much midfield. Um, she just had to go back from wide gate, so I can see why there's some specking there. I don't think there's many other chances outside of that. So Banana Queen, though, for me, nice and aggressive, and I think she'll get the job done. How's the book looking, Hurls? Are they? Uh they chiming into Banana Queen. Tell you what, gee, well, a lot of punters up and about early this morning in terms of the size of the bets we're taking right across the card. Uh, in terms of this race, yeah, the Roots is holding about three times more than <coughs> Banana Queen, and yeah, two fifteen and four twenty respectively. So last of all, there was money earlier in the week, but it's, I wouldn't say it's dried up. It's sort of holding its uh, spot at that seven dollar quote. All right, race number four. A few listeners wanting to know. What Solcombe's going to do today? Do any of us know, Darren? I mean, he he had the lameness issue last mm. start. Um, there needed to be an excuse because he went awful. But he, he can bounce back, I think. I'm, <clears throat> I'm not getting involved in Solcombe today. I thought his trial was very plain at Warwick Farm uh, following that. was really being sort of pushed along. He wanted to hang in. Uh, no, I'm avoiding Solcombe at all costs today. 
Mm. Well, what are you like in the race? I, I'm giving a Shays runner a good chance here, Athabaskan. Uh, up to the right trip now, all its best form overseas is over 2,000 metres and a little bit further. It's got a kind gait, so it might be able to sit a little bit closer there. Um, yeah, first up over the mile, Ascension just got away with it up front and then it was a sit and sprint type of race, so it had no hope, Athabaskan. But I think this is a different play today. Uh, overall, I think there'll be a more genuine tempo than was the case last time, and I think Athabaskan... We'll go really close. Uh, Sacramento, he, he's hard to catch, but he's a chance. And the other Waterhouse bot runner I find very, very interesting here, Sir Lucan, who came over for the Cup, very elegant uh, Cup, and even at the time that suggested this horse is going to need time to mature. Well, they've certainly given it plenty of time. I quite liked his trial behind Jim Martini at Roundwick. When Jim Martini got to him, he found a lot. He, it looks as though they've really, really poured the work into Sir Lucan. And, um, Hurls, how much money has there been for this today? I, I, was, I was trying to get on this yesterday at around the $10 mark in Maltese, and I see that price has completely vanished now. On has there been a good go for it today, Sir Lucan? Uh, yeah, it's into $7.50, not necessarily off the back of money. Let me just uh, update this for you, and I can tell you. Yeah, well, it's went up $9. It's into $7.50. As I said, not necessarily off the back of money, but, yeah, $10 they went up on Wednesday afternoon, and there's no scratchings there, mate. Hmm. Well, if you've taken no money on it, give me the $10 then. Well, see, yeah, see, as I try try and sort of explain each and every week, I will explain it. Uh, Sometimes a trim-up can be off the back of money. Sometimes it could be market opinion. And this is obviously a market opinion. Um, It's holding, yeah, significantly less than Sacramento. Let's, let's call it for what it is. One bookmaker firms a horse, so the rest follow. That's mm. simply what it is. Gee, it'll be a mighty training <laughs> performance if this, this can win first up. Um, yeah, well, it would be. Mm-hmm. It so would be. But, um, look, he's tried well, as Darren said. I didn't have him there just simply because of the long, long break. But at the same time, um, you've, got to, you've got to respect him in his class. It's an interesting race. I'm with Darren. I can't get anywhere near Sulcombe. I, I think you can forgive the lameness. But you can't then forgive the trial as well. Like if you come yeah. out and trial well, then yeah. you go okay yeah. on on track. But he just trialed too poorly, and it was a twelve hundred metre trial. It's not like it's a, if it's an eight hundred metre trial, you go okay. You know he's not going to not going to be competitive there. But it's a twelve hundred metre trial, and he's he's slow out. He's out the back. They're going to leave him alone today. He's going to be, you know, seven lengths off the speed. It's just going to be um, it's just going to be too much for him, I think. So look, I'm with Sacramento, but. Uh, when I first looked at this race, I thought, oh, he gets an easy lead. But the problem with Sacramento these days, he takes 400 metres to get anywhere near the lead. He, he needs an absolute just riding and riding so so much early on to get anywhere near there. And you've got horses like Bullfinch that have 1,400, 1,600 metre speed and Sir Lucan who's shown speed in the trial. So I think he's a much better horse when he can lead. I'm not sure he's going to get that. So I'm just a little bit holding fire there. But third up, 2,000, he's the way I want to play the race. Um, Athabaskan needs to improve but gets the setup to do that. I think the roughy out wide is Torrens. He just absolutely grows a leg when he comes to Randwick, mm. this horse. And I know his best form's 2,400 here, but he can roll forward here. No no, no real speed in the rule. Not a stack of speed. He can put himself in the first couple. And I thought he should tick over the trial was terrific too. If Sulcombe comes out and wins, Darren, would we seen, see scenes uh, uh, similar to Glastonbury? Do you remember that? Oh, no. <laughs> no, I don't know if it's that. Do you remember that? that? No, uh, it's run about 20 lengths last, I think, in the lead up to the Metro. <laughs> come out and won like Burnborough. Do they still do that? Do they still? Because obviously don't get the races. So I'm always here. But do they still give, it, give the uh, jockeys no, a spray on the fence? Those days uh, are over. Oh, not like those days. 
days, that was that was tremendous theatre back then. They'd all go down and have their say. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bring it back. No, I, <laughs> yes, keep them on their toes. <laughs> Absolute classic. Uh, just quickly, uh, Russell from Penrith has texted in in relation to the scratching of Ossipenko uh, and the Punners HQ multi. Mate, that has been uh, refunded as of 10 minutes ago. Uh, ben Dixon, thank you from the tab, has let me know that. Beautiful. Just on Solcom too, watching that trial again. He don't, I don't know if he's that comfortable Sydney way. Yeah. He's in. Look at him laying mm. in. We're just watching it here mm. in the studio. James is, is leaning across to try and get him to go straight and hitting uh, him in the right. It's a worry. And we saw Espiona go to Melbourne and bounce back mm. to her best, although she was still all over the shop the other day, but clearly went better. So there's definitely an argument there too. I, I'm no surprise the market's pushing against him today. I, I think um, he's, he just seems to be going a bit below par at the moment. Mm, do you have to bring that up about Espiona? That left a, a sour taste in my mouth when she sailed home. <laughs> I, I finally yeah. dropped off. No, yeah, I got on. Again, <laughs> again, it's that thing we talk about. Don't, you know, try not to sack horses. Because try not to take that emotional attachment in it and just always treat a horse in every race, right? A lot of people, mm. they back a horse two or three times, they get rolled and think, oh, that horse owes me, so I'm never going to back it again. A horse owes you nothing depending on how many times you back it or not. It, they can all find their right race and they get to their right price, you back them. Oh, I get it, but I just emotionally, had I gone again and she got beaten, I would have felt worse as opposed to letting her go and winning. So I still felt bad yeah, that yeah. she won and let her go. Yeah. But had I backed her and she got beaten again, that really would have shattered Profondo's a good example. Like last week, he went yeah, yeah. no, well, Did no he, good at all. Was there anything in the stewards' report there? I don't or? think so. No. But, um, but, like, you know, a lot of people are going to go, oh, never, never, never again with that horse. Yeah, let's wait but and see. he's going to be a price. He's yep. going to get a good price because of that, and he's still got ability. So you got to keep... You just don't just rule horses out because you've had a bad day on the pump with them. Yep. Which so. leads us to uh, Kettle Hill race. Today down in yeah. Melbourne, Mark Hunter's uh, put it on top. I'm I'm actually willing to give it another go. I actually, race, yeah. yeah, I actually did back um, Espiona last week only on the basis we'd been saying it for weeks and weeks. Yep. Yeah, is it going to go better in Melbourne? It did, but as you said, it's still hung. Don't know if it beat much, but still got the Time's job. Time's okay though. Yeah. So at least something there to work with for sure. Let's talk about race five, guys. Uh, a listener here wanted to discuss Troach. So with that, I'll uh, give the floor to Darren Flindell. Because I know yeah, you're Troaching like today, DF. Yeah, I'll give her a good chance. Uh, a lot of depth to the field, so um, I can't get overly confident. I did make her the, the best bet. I was all set to hit the button on Sky Command in the last, but then the price has gone right off. But with Troach, you're still getting $10 about her. I, I really loved her work at Rose Hill in the trail. Uh, the time was really good. Very sharp a piece of work. And um, off a rating of 81... She's actually the highest rated runner in this field and she's getting weight uh, from some of those at the top as well. Um, the cushion in the track's going to be a big, big plus for her now. Uh, I think they made that point after she was beaten uh, in Melbourne last time that she really needs a bend and she needs a bit of give in the track. So she gets that, she's got the speed, Clark can either hold the front or take a sit if economics really wants to, to push on there. So I think Troach is a... A good solid each way bet. I think the big improver today is going to be Cote, number two. Um, it, it tried last week at Rose Hill. Shalonte actually jumped for a change and completely controlled that trial. Cote was taken back 
thought this is interesting. I wonder if this is what they're going to do on race day. They put a Norton bit on Cote in that trial and he, he switched off quite well, but didn't he savage the line in that trial? So um, I think that's one of the tactic changes that was announced rather early, that Cote will be ridden conservatively. So take him out of the equation as, a, as an on-pace runner. I like Troach and I'll be having something on Cote as well. Yeah, look, I found it a, an interesting race. I, I thought uh, Economics and Dashing Legend had the, the key form lines here. Um, it's probably too far apart, considering that um, Dashing Legend's beat Insurrection and Insurrection's beaten Economics early in its career. So you get a form line there. It's just Dashing Legend's just drawn wide with plenty of speed inside, but as has Economics. Um, I think the key to this race is the track and how it's playing, because you've got the rail out six metres. It's it's very hit and miss, this rail position. It's either mad fence in run, and if you're not there, you can't win, or it's just simply fair. So it's either one or the two. If it's mad fence in run, well, economics is in a bit of world of hurt, as is dashing legend, and that brings horses like Troach right into the picture from the inside draw. But if it's a fair track, I think the likes of economics and, and dashing legend will be a bit too strong with those stronger form lines for mine. So we'll wait and see that one. Bit of a, a track watch for mine. We just took a bit of uh, 1,500 each way on Insurrection down there for race six at Flemington today. $12.390 was the price that remains at that price. Okay, great. Uh, that's a good race uh, with a lot of Sydney representation. Just on economics, he's um, he's got a few antics pre-race. Um, he he mm. didn't get to go around last start. He was a late scratching. He was, he's like that mate you had in high school that would always do, overdo it at pre-drinks, not get to the real go uh, when you actually went out. So he's he's been a, a little bit excited pre-race economics, and he, he hasn't got a start his last year. Well, probably good for him won't to draw wide the, there. Yeah, won't go in the gate. It's like he's not allowed into the party until 9pm yeah. with the gate there, barrier 11. So yeah, doing there. exactly. Yeah. Oh, I hope it's he, a common problem in Thangool. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he settles down today because he's got all the ability in the world. He yeah. does. He's a nice horse. He just and everything went wrong in the spring as well yeah. with the the blue sapphire. He missed that. So then he went into the cool more a bit. Well, just lacking race fitness, you would imagine. So, uh, yeah, I think he's clearly the one to beat. But um, keep an eye on Dashing Legend if she gets any luck. Yeah, I'm with you. That would, that was a. An awesome return mm. at Canterbury. Just owned that race mm. and, and paraded so well too. So, yeah, I'm keen to see her again today. But uh, a good contest. Even a horse like Felix Majestic, he's done nothing wrong. He's $14. Yeah. It's a, a good little race. But I think Davo hit the nail on the head. Track pattern's going to be vital yep. for this. Um, he looks a shade of unders, I've got to say, the favourite. Economics at 2.40. Without knowing, yep, I yeah, I kind of agree. At the moment. Uh, race number one, guys, this uh, midway. I think this could give us a good guide to the track straight away because this favourite Navajo Peak, he's got gate one and then you've got Cheerful Legend drawn 11, which is going to get back mm. and, and try and run on. So I think we'll get a bit of a feel for it straight away, David. Yep, we will be able to get a, a look at that for sure. Uh, look, he's hard to beat, I think, Navajo Peak after the rain, just to take that sting out of the track for him. He comes out of a benchmark 78, back to midway grade here and just gets that lovely run behind the speed. I do think he's short enough considering there are probably five or six, seven options in this race, but... Um, um, for me, he's on top. I think Carolina Fire will be nice and aggressive early in the danger. I thought Herb's two runs back being really good for the new stable and uh, can get home here at good odds as well. So 116 and 9, the three main hopes for me here. Darren? Yeah, I'm quite keen on uh, Navajo Peak as well. And that uh, rain yesterday 
has certainly caused a plunge in his price. I think we're looking at $5.50 about Navajo Peak a few days ago, and here he is $3.50 this morning. But, you know, a Carolina fire likely to, to bound out, push forward. I can just see Navajo Peak leaders back in the run, coming off heels and being too strong there at the end. thought Lou Wah's last run was good, and the upside with Decadent Tail coming out, that's made Zach Lloyd available for the ride on Lou Wah. Boy, he was three wide the entire trip, and Zach rode it that day, and he went so close to winning it, Cheerful Legend was able to gun him down late. I, I had Cheerful Legend right in the numbers until the rain fell. I just think with the way he lets down with his action, I'm really, really worried about him first use on a softish track. I would have much preferred Cheerful Legend on a dry track, so I've, I've downgraded him in the numbers. And Left Reeling is the one that I've upgraded. I think Left Reeling here from a good draw with a liking for the wet tracks and a winner uh, second up in the past. I think left reeling's right in the race as well. So my plays are Navajo Peak, Le uh, left reeling and Louvois. I'm glad you, you mentioned her because I'm going to back her today, uh, left reeling. You look at that run first up, oh, beaten seven lengths, but had none. Mm. Barrier 11, fence was completely on fire, settled back. I actually liked her last 50 metres and, and passed the post. She goes yeah. straight to the mile. That was 1,200, wasn't it, a Canterbury? Yeah, not a 1,200-metre yeah, horse. Not a 1,200-metre no, horse at all. all. So Second up, last preparation, she won. So uh, I'll be on today each yep. way. I'll Fair be enough. playing small. No, no, uh, no real... Can't talk, or wouldn't talk you out of it because you're a great judge and you make your own uh, assessments. Oh, but um, what I'm saying is, I, I yeah, there's, uh, I think you made a really good case. Mm. Thank you, David. Multi. Gee, I like it when we get along. It feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Hells. All right, about to go live with the multi, and what we'll do is uh, let uh, everyone know what the selection is and as to why. And we'll start with you, Darren. You've gone with race five, number five, Troach. You've just covered off, I guess, on it. Mm. Right. Yes, Good yeah, job. I think she's safe for the first four off that kind. Fire up, Lindell, fire up. What, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I'll put something in that'll give a surprise. Yeah. I'm just doing, I've just realised I've got no money left in the account. I overdid it on the football bets last night. <laughs> oh, I know. Shocking start. Strip out last night, or are they still pending? You back the Tigers at Leichhardt. Oh, well, that, that's sweet. That's that's rolling over. But, uh, no, I had a bit of a bet in your game last night. By the way, congratulations. Thank that you. was a great spectacle. Oh, it was a great game. Brisbane, uh, just loved it. Loved it, um, defensively in particular. So, yeah, good start to the year for us. Uh, race seven, number two, Atorius, is the way that I have gone. Hope it gets ridden more forward, which I think it will. Just think there's a bit of intention from a stable to uh, to really get this runner firing. Um, yeah, as I said, hopefully it, it does race a little bit forward, and I think it'll be going uh, into the top four, and that's all we know. It doesn't have to win as long as it runs top four, which I think it will do today. Uh, Brad, you've gone Banana Queen. Yep, Banana Queen for me. Uh, uh, look, I just think she's really well-weighted there today, and, and flying and got two really good ratings at the mile at Ramwick that are hard to beat here. Sky Command for me, boys. Race 10, number two, and that is now open. And give us strength. And that is the best back runner on the card today, Sky Command. So, to surmise, race five, number five, Troach. Race seven, number two, Artorias. Race nine, number 11, Banana Queen. Race 10, number two, Sky Command. We're going $7.50 this week, and it's a maximum bet of $25. And Wushka, the gates are open. Get on. Good luck uh, to everyone who takes it, and uh, I'm feeling good about it today. Let's go to the Todman guys. Um, a listener here. Hey, guys, Empire of Japan. He seems long odds. Thoughts? 
Dave? Yeah, just a little queer. I mean, you can look at that Magic Millions form and just pen it, right, because Skirt of Law went really bad last week. But then she pulled up lame out of that, which made sense because she was off the bit 600 from home. And we've seen Platinum Jubilee come out of it. So, uh, look, I think he's got to be a ground to make up still. I, I think um, that early breeder's plate form never really turns out. And, again, I think it's a, a big query. Uh, it's the two favourites and Cafe Millennium. Well, probably a great example this race of, of trials being overplayed in Sydney. I mean, what do you go up a dollar fifty five after after a trial? Like, mm. yeah, don't get me wrong, the trial time was outstanding, and he, he looks to be flying. But uh, yeah, we seem to we seem to put more into trials than races these days. They trial and they firm up two dollars. They race and they they hold their price. So uh, they're both beating King's Gambit by a similar margin. So I just had to go with Cylinder here. I thought he had a bit more improvement. Perhaps the the Godolphin Stables seem quite bullish, and I think he can land outside Red Resistance and and give him a give him a challenge late. But look, Red Resistance is going to get the right sort of run and, and be, be hard enough to beat. Does it give us a great slipper guide? Probably not. A sit and sprint. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be... Pace, no. Exactly. Like That's why I just don't think... Unless he can be 1-1, one, one, I'm not sure Cathay Millennium's in yep. the race because he's such a big gangly fellow. If they sit and sprint, he's a momentum horse, I reckon. Yep. I know we've only seen him once. He's so green, but yep. he looks a momentum horse that if they hold up mid-race, mm. in saying that, do Gay and Adrian want Red Resistance ridden that way? They like their horses to gallop. I don't think it'll be a walk, but mm. to your point, Davo, you, you're right. There, there's no speed in numbers here. Small field. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just you can counteract it and say there's only, you know, he's only going to be two lengths off the yeah. speed Cafe Millennium. But I'm with you. I think they just might out sprint him today. But look, Cylinder Red Resistance. I don't think there's a heap between them. I know a lot of people are saying the Golden Slipper favourite will come out of this race, but gee, I, I think the the fillies um, gonna going to be hard to beat and learning to fly and probably start favourite, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll chat about her next too. Fair dink, if you have to be quick with this um, multi, it's almost gone. I reckon you've got three minutes, if that. All right. Quickly, uh, punters, uh, if you're listening, get on the Behind the Gates multi with uh, Luke Marlowe, Darren Flindell, Brad Davidson, Andrew Hurley. This is Behind the Gates. Darren, does he win Red Resistance? I'm pretty certain he will. Um, just in the back of my mind, uh, something Dave, David uh, Gately brought up on the morning that he trialled, did he trial too well? And uh, sometimes that does worry me a little bit because the figures were just off the charts, weren't they, for that trial? But it's not like Preble really got into him and pushed him away. He just has such a high cruising speed and a big, long stride on him as well. I've loved this horse before he even got to the races, Red Resistance, so I won't be turning on him uh, today. I did like Cylinder a lot uh, the day that he beat Platinum Jubilee and I think Barrier 1 just made sure that everything was perfect that day. He was able to just sit and trail Platinum Jubilee, then come off heels and, and run her down. I don't think it'll be a perfect run for Cylinder today, but I've got a lot of respect for him. Um, he's the only one I'm seriously worried about beating Red Resistance. I think Empire Japan will be in a battle for third with, with Cafe Millennium. I, I don't think Cafe Millennium could beat the top two, or to be serious. So I did go and see what his individual last 600 was that day, and he was 33.62. But as you said, he saw that 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 the way he uh, he handles himself it was a bit of a throw off when I watched him at the trials Cafe Millennium. I I completely sort of disregarded him, and then watching him on the day, I thought this would be lucky to finish at about the 800 metres the way he was going. Mm. Um, yeah, obviously a very unique two-year-old, but I really think the actions with Red Resistance and if, if that trial's just zapped him a little bit, Cylinder's the one. 
Uh, on Cafe Millennium, Don Corleone, fourth there. Um, did run second in a Blue Diamond, his next start. <laughs> Should have uh, won. won. Should have won. Should have won and went down to the $1.60 around week prior to that. Mm. How that? They're just not consistent, are they, these uh, two-year-olds? two-year-olds, yeah. I mean, learning to fly's got a bit of consistency about it, but far, far out. Some of them are coming out and going... Well, they haven't got like together yet. Far like one weekend, yeah. Well, he has at least. Well, it, this is the thing with he? this red resistance, right? He's on the improve, mm. um, I believe. Uh, he he just seems to be getting better and better, and, and that trial, I, I just think this setup. yeah. Look, I, he could elevate to a new level here. He could. So yeah. um, it, it's like, going to be very like exciting. Can you ever recall any horse breaking no. 32 in a trial at Warwick Farm? No, Darren. Uh, we had Vin Zaccardi on yesterday, and he yeah. went back through his records. It's mm-hmm. one of the best trials ever on his data based on um, finishing speed, overall time, etc. So they just don't do it. They don't go that quick. So, he, look, he might be, today will tell us, but he just might be really good, this horse. Mm. So, exciting. Let's talk about the fillies. Race number three, and it's the uh, Risling Stakes, Learning to Fly. She's just got to push to 165. Only four runners here. What will Chad do? Will he just push the button and go to the front here from gate one? Because I, if, if I put myself in his shoes... No. You don't think so, Darren? No, I don't think so. You think well, take I think, uh, I'd say so, because Facile will probably... Facile with Clark, and I'd say would want that role of pacemaker. And then the, the query runner here is... Is the Hawksville, isn't it? Uh, Math Kura. She looked pretty sharp out of the gates in her trial. The daughter of a, a slipper winner out of Moss Fun. Um, no, I, I personally, I thought Learning to Fly were just camping behind them. It would be my, this would be my mentality and probably why I'd never make a jockey. But if I'm Chad, I'm thinking, right, I've won two on this filly. If I win again, I'm definitely going to be on her in the slipper. If I take a sit and unbox seat and they walk and I have bad luck, the doors open that you could get the drag. Oh, I, I don't so think I'd, drag him. I'd be riding it like the best horse and going to the front if I was riding it. But that's yeah. that's what I would do. I'm not yeah. a jockey. I mean, but they I'm might go. They might come out and say, we we don't. Well, does she yeah. need money to connections? Get in might say we want. Well, she does. She does. Yeah. Well, there does, you go. Yeah. So you probably can't afford to just say, t- you know, take a sit and teach you something. But I don't know what they'll do. I mean, I'm sure he'll get instructions from the stable on how they they no, want yeah. her ridden, and, and he'll probably just follow those instructions as a lot of jockeys do. And and that's why you know sometimes we're critical of jockeys, but sometimes they're getting the wrong information from from some stables. Mm. It's just as simple as that. Sometimes they're told to do something, and without actually having a look at the race, and they're they're basically boxed into a corner that I've got to follow the instructions where, you know, the race unfolds and they should have done something completely different. But the best best thing is just to leave an open book, see how fast they go. Tim will have a crack at the, the front and if he want to just take a sit, then take a sit. If not, um, just roll. She's got that natural speed. But look, I think she's too good. She beat Facile, what, a length and a length and three quarters almost in the English Millennium. She was on the wrong part of the track and she's had that extra run. It is the, the race before the grand final. So there are those little queries, but she's still top pick at this stage for me in, the, in Slip but um, we'll, we'll work out more after this race. Hurls, has there been any type of serious money for the for the Hawks filly, Mathcura? Uh, let me just have another look. Look, it's six dollars. Six. Look, what was your take, Luke, on a trial? You you called it that morning. Which one was that, Darren? Uh, Mathcura, the yeah. uh, the Emirates. Oh, I, I, I didn't not like it. Um, I, I saw nothing wrong with it, to be honest. But she's got to come here on debut and and race these good horses and she's got to do it on a soft track and I just hate this I hate these I'm Invincibles with the, the sting out I just they, they are dead set dry trackers um, the good filly who's running in the Canterbury stakes today she she can handle heavy she's won two on heavy but rarely do you see the breed like like anything but firm ground but um, 
Yeah, it's hard to beat the racehorses on Dabu. Just to answer your question, Darren, if if you disregard learning to fly and a dollar sixty five, no, not really. To be honest with you, no. okay. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised learning to fly is still a dollar sixty five because that was at a price before Kundalini was scratched. Mm. They're always going to push, won't they? A bit. Um, I think with both two-year-olds, so maybe they, they tend to do that. They tend to just, if they don't like them, don't they, they open up the same price after deductions a lot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, look, listen, later on, I don't know if Tim Ryan's back from holidays or it's Timmy Owens today, but, yeah, as to whether they take it on. But, see, it's very difficult for for them to take it on when it's just so popular in multis. You know, rank-and-file punters aren't going to take the sixty-five straight out. They're whacking in multis. So, um, yeah, that amplifies the liability. Yeah, I'm... I'm be honest, I'm a little bit confused here. I just, uh, if I'm backing learning to fly today, I want it in front. Um, if I was going to chime yep. in, and I can't be certain she's going to be. So I don't know if they want to teach her to do that. This being the final uh, prep run for the for the slipper. No, you're right. Because um, red resistance, I don't think will have any resistance to leading the slipper field on the day. So um, I think. I don't think they'd want to be pushing learning to fly, something that they won't be... I wouldn't imagine they'd be doing in the slipper itself unless she drew a bad gate and they had to go forward. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, I want to cover off on the uh, the Canterbury Stakes and also the, the sprint guys, uh, the challenge. So even though we've had a few texts about other races, I, I just want to prioritise these two for now because uh, this Kiwi mare, Imperatrice, she's uh, creating a lot of chat. She's on the drift. She's 2.40 mm -hmm. now uh, in race number seven at Randwick today. Darren, what's mm. your take on her? This, this is very interesting to see how she performs travelling away from New Zealand for the first time. Absolutely. Uh, I made contact with uh, Jason Tan uh, in New Zealand just to get his opinion there on Imperatrice. And he, he brought up the point that her best form overall is at Tarapa. Uh, where she's won five of her 12 uh, wins at that track, and that's a left-handed uh, circuit as well. When you, when you look at the tape of her dominant win over 1,400 metres, she, she really looks the one, but, yeah, first trip away, um, yeah, great there at Tarapa. I, I don't think I want to fall into her at, uh, at short odds. I think Electric Girl will get a really, really good run from the draw there today, and... Um, and Artorias, uh, obviously a chance as well, but I've done something I don't think I, I've done in a, in a long time. In fact, I'm not sure if I've ever done it. I'm going with Cascadian. <laughs> I was just about to mention Ca Cascadian. You wouldn't believe it. Imperatriz holds the most amount of money, but we are taking it on. 190 out to 240. You know, when you're talking about $1.90 to 240, that's a, that's a fairly savage mm. uh, drift with the amount of money we've got on it. But yeah, Cascadian, um, yeah, it's been very popular. Every year he's always uh, first up in a big race and he always runs so well. So I thought I'd, I'd rather have less pressure and just have a little each way go there at Cascadian. I've really got my doubts about Golden Mile. I was watching his trial yeah, of horse pre leading up to this. Boy, he was... Mm. When, and you don't really see them get into the Godolphin runners too much, but he was being urged along and I thought he was really empty at the end. Um, so I, I just couldn't, I couldn't find a spot for Golden Mile. If I didn't watch that trial, I might have been forgiving, but I, I can't take, I can't unsee the trial. And as a result, uh, I haven't put Golden Mile in my top four now. The only thing I'll say with him is he's got that inside gate. If we've got a hot rail, he's back in play. But I'm with you, Darren. I, I and even in the trial. expressway, when he loomed up, he got within about a length and a half of Maria Mayer, and I thought, oh, game on, this is going to be an exciting finish. And she just dropped him. 
Um, and then I thought, I, then I was trying to make excuses. Well, the time that day was really sharp. I think it was one of the quicker expressways of, of all time. But mm. yeah, that subsequent trial is a big concern. How's it going, Golden Mile, Dover? I don't think he's going too well. Um, why is he five dollars here? Why are they backing in this morning? What have I missed? Mm. Because he's he's got beaten out of sight first up by a horse that's failed since the format of the race has been pretty fair at best and then he's trialled plain um, 1300 second up's a little bit short too, I, I just don't see it I, I've always thought this horse was a little bit overplayed to be honest, I, I thought he fell in in a, in a Caulfield Guineas where if a few other horses had a had a bit uh, a bit better run than, than they win, um, sure the run in the Golden Rose was, was decent but then he's beaten Communists and a lot more love in a, in a calendar Presnell uh, was far, far, far from impressive that day. I just don't know if he's made the improvement. He, he might have, but um, for me, uh, I've marked him $13, so $5 I could well and truly leave me out of that. I think she's getting out to the right price, and I know I know you're saying, Hills, you're taking her on $1.90 to two forty, but you're $3 into $1.90 the other day, so you just overreact. That's what the that's what the bookies do these days. They overreact. They get a little bit of money, and they, they want to turn everything off, so they're going to they're gonna drift them back out. Where does she finish? I don't know. I marked her sort of 210, 220. I, I thought she was hard to beat here. I mean, she's run a figure last time out. That's three lengths clear of this field. I'm not saying she'll do that again, but... She's the, the third and the fifth horses out of the race have come out in Quinella to Group One since. Um, she just lands on speed here. I just don't know where else to turn. You, you got Artorias, who is very, very hard to catch. I, I'm glad they're going to ride him a bit closer because I've been saying that for years, and they keep saying, "Oh no, you needs to be left alone out the back." And the Platinum Jubilee, he was in another race. Dead said he was that far back. The, he, the jockey should have given half his riding fee back because he fell asleep the first 400 metres. Um, and Electric Girl, but she's that Group Two style of, of mare, but gets the right run. Her, her best forms at Rose Hill. So interesting race, but I think it all points back to Imperatriz here. I think she's very hard to beat. Let's talk about the challenge, guys. Uh, this will be the last race we have time to uh, discuss. Really appreciate all the texts uh, on the text line, but Giga Kick, he's getting out as well, and they've come for Ed. Eduardo, he's into $4.20. Uh, he's just got to turn up and show us he's back again, Darren. Uh, I'm not saying yeah. he isn't. Uh, his trials have been fine, but when you're now a nine-year-old, I know he's been mm. looked after. Um, it's hard to do with preparation and preparation. Uh, again and again at this top level. So I just want to see him come back. Yeah, I thought his trial was fine. Uh, they brought him to Ramick for that piece of work as well with Nash in the saddle. He holds the track record. He's won the last two editions of the race. So it's hard to uh, to make a case against him. Um, I'm going with Remark personally. I think this is the four-year-old that's on the upward spiral now. Since he's since he's been gelded, had a terrific preparation gone past. His trial leading up to this was terrific. So I think there's a lot of upside here with Remark. I think Giga Kick might just find the 1,000 metres a bit sharp to be a, a winning chance today. But I, I could be well wrong then. They did make a point when he was beaten at his latest start in Melbourne that he wasn't as relaxed in the parade ring that day. Shout out to Craig Williams, I have to say. I love the, the footage. He put the helmet cam on in a piece of work or a trial at Balnarring and he sat well back. He was pretty much on the outside fence all the way and he, mm. he finished best and, and got up to win. But what, what a marvellous perspective to be able to sit there and watch that on your iPad and, and just get the whole feeling of it. Uh, yeah, well done to Craig. I think that, that was outstanding work. He's very good with his time, Craig mm. Williams. Really, ultra professional. He's he seems like a quality human being and he, he's a real promoter of the sport, which we need more. And the one thing we learned from that vision, the horse is very clean-winded, didn't make a 
a sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he said, after the line, good boy, good boy. Yes. Uh, uh, I think he's going well. I think he's going well. What price does he start? Oh, he might start with a three in front of him, I think. Might even start with a four in front of him. Really? Oh, he's just... Why is he 290? I mean, yeah, come on. Oh, here we go. Gee, he loves bashing this horse. Fair oh, income. what's he done? Oh, well, he's won at Everest. Apart from that, what's he done? He's had six starts yeah, for five wins, and you yeah. could say that he should have been six from six. He's beaten six Private Eye, Buenos Notches. How does he win the VRC Classic? Get every possible. Uh, no, he didn't. Every careful possible potting chance. them before they come back. He could have found Look. six. You never know. No, he's he's always kicking this horse clearly, down. Clearly no pun, talented, no horse, pun intended. But, but he's he's just been priced off an Everest run, and, it, and they've just gone. They got into two dollars forty. What, what, what like, was the rating? What was the rating of the Everest as a race? It wasn't well below its best. Oh, I think well below its that's best. That's not true. It is. It was. It was well below what it's rated in the past. About two lengths below, two and a half, I would say. They ran a one oh he ran a one oh five in the Everest before Nature Strip was running a one ten one eleven. So there's about three lengths, right? Uh, he's just too short. I mean, he can win. There's no doubt about it. I'm not saying the horse well, can't I, win. I reckon you should say that. I, you should say he's too short, but you shouldn't say, what's he done? He's well, won. No, he loves well, what's he done outside of an Everest? Well, I what thought I'm he saying. Have, I mean, he's beaten Juanes He should have won that group one up the straight. There's no way in the world. Oh. I watched it again the other day. I'm thinking, See, what's everyone know. talking about? I Is that every possible? I think he had any momentum to wind up properly no. and really... You watched late. You watched late. He, they were holding him. Like, Was he, did he have much room there, though? Oh, gee, but he, he wasn't he wasn't like savaging line. Anyway, look, I, I think he's he's got one rating. Well, there he is. He's three dollars now. Yeah, well, he's three dollars now. I mean, so. he'll start he'll start three fifty four dollars. He's got to here because <laughs> there's just thousand meters short of his best. I mean, that jump out. He's just got past a benchmark fifty eight horse late. Um, I, I'm just, I interviewed him this morning, Clayton. I asked him about that because I was worried about that too. Yeah, now, I'm not saying I'm going to no and, bet and up on Giga Kick today, but fast. just defending the horse. He said, look, he. he uh, we were happy. Craig was happy. He's sometimes a horse that needs a bit of encouragement. He's mm. a racehorse. He doesn't always trial great, and it's hard to make ground at yep. that Balnarring track, uh, yep. apparently. But his first jump out was very good. You've got to say that. So I don't think there's mm. any dramas how he's going. It's just how much improvement has he made uh, from a three-year-old to now? What is he? A four-year-old? Yeah, so, a late three-year-old, autumn three-year-old. He's a four-dollar chance. That's 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 all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, he can definitely win the race. I'm not saying he can't win the race because it's it's not deep. Like there's, it's just up for grabs, right? You've got Remark there, who's that's why I think he's the bet. Remark. Well, that's the thing. He's kind of there. He's ready to go. But if Eduardo runs up to any of his ratings first up the last five preparations, he'll just smash him. Simple <laughs> as that. But. He's you know, he's nine-year-old. Is he? Is he there? Right. Yeah. That's that's the query. Is he still there? But you're getting good prices, Eduardo. You're getting good price for a mark. You're getting a decent price, passive aggressive. Who looks a really good horse? I just think he'll they'll continue to take him on because he's got one rating. He's Everest run. All his other ratings are a length to two below what you'd need to win this race. So and that was a high speed race. Um, what's the tempo look like here? Ed, Ed just. Ed leads passive-aggressive outside and, he's, you know, there's probably not far away. So, I mean, it's interesting. Like I said, I think he's a nice horse, but I think there's others. Like, I think he's just been overplayed because of an Everest win where he had everything go his favour that day and, and just just won, you know. Like, he just everything went his way. I thought it was a little bit overplayed. And you look prior to that, he's beaten Lascars, he's beaten... He's beaten horse like Cannonball, um, well, maybe a thousand. It all money. shocked us when he won that Everest. Yeah, I mean none of none of us gave it a hope. Let's be honest, I didn't. No, I marked it. I, I didn't. Gods, I but, didn't give it a hope. But, but 
he came out and did it. Things worked for him. But exactly. let, let's see what he does now. He, he yeah. might he might have made more improvement. With Eduardo, Brad, can we make the same comparison as what we did with Nature Strip the other week where we said, oh, you know, it's getting old and, you well, know. Well, the writing was sort of on the wall for yeah, him, wasn't yeah, it, before the yeah, spell? Yeah, yeah, but I'll say Joe Pride, absolute master. I don't think he'd have him there if he, if he I wasn't. I didn't think he trialled as well, Eduardo. I didn't think he trialled as well as he does normally, but you but just, you just don't know. know with him. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, that's well, the risk. Like I said, if he's if he's close to his best, he just wins this, and he should be $2. Simple as that. But that's why you're getting a better price. I think he's got to continue to firm. I think Giga Kick's going to continue to drift, and they'll continue to back Remark and spec away at passive-aggressive. Uh, like I said, can win, but for me, he just hasn't done anything to, to warrant that sort of, well, definitely not 240 but yeah, $3. I think well. your assessment of the market is, is pretty much spot yeah. on there. And I understand what you... Has, has he... He hasn't shown us yet that he warrants being short in these races against mm. the good Not at 1,000 either. Yeah. You know, like 1,000 is just first up 1,000. It's a bit short. If it's 1,200, mm. you know, a bit of a different, get a bit more time to wind up. But Eduardo's a very fast horse. Remark's a fast horse. You know, Pulele's flying apparently. Passive-aggressive. This could be a really, really promising horse too. So Definitely. There's a lot of ways to turn there. Darren, I'll give you a last say uh, here. Yeah, I'd r- remark and uh, remark and uh, savour on Eduardo for me. I'm certainly not uh, potting Giga Kick, other than the fact I just don't like him first up over a thousand metres. But Ed- Eduardo will run his usual on this race. But I think Remark's going to just camp behind the fast ones and finish best. Uh, we don't see it too often uh, in Sydney racing when they resumed him a month ago to go around with 62 kilos, and he did it pretty comfortably. Mm. Oh, they've got him right now, I think. Mm. Um, boys, I'll wrap it up. Darren, your best and good calling today. Yes, thanks. And then we'll be uh, having the De Bortoli's quiz soon. Or <laughs> you'll yes. be upsetting Paul with his lateness. <laughs> I know, I know. That's why I'm oh, shaking already. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll get scolded here. <laughs> uh, so my best value bet of the day is, is Troach at the $10 each way. But I think Sky Command looks nailed on for the last. So I think the Canterbury Stakes, we're probably going to have to play this could be a real quaddy killer uh, the Canterbury Stakes today but go hard into Sky Command in the last Cascade ends good value and um, in in Melbourne I, I almost wish attrition was here now I think it's great value at $10 as well it was an outstanding lead up run so that's my take on today I'll uh, hot foot it over the road and join you for the first at 20 after 20 after 12 looking forward to it Darren good calling today thanks for your time Davo uh, I made it in Peritrees in the Canterbury Stakes I think she's getting out to a good price now but Weight, the way the market's going, you probably get a bit better. And the best value for me is Banana Queen in race nine. I think she's well suited today. But look, tricky day, um, not not an easy punting day. So good luck. Hopefully you can find a few winners. See you on Sky Racing One later. Look forward to it. See mate, uh, Hells. Yeah, races one to six today at Ramwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. Place a win bet using your tab account and your first fixed odds win bet. Your horse are on second or third. You get a bonus bet back up to $50. Whilst at Hawkesbury today on all races, place a Quinella, Exacta, Trifecta or a first four. And whilst it's capped at uh, $100, you'll get a 10% exotics boost. Jockeys challenge today, J-Mac, $120, $8 for Brent Navdulla, Nashville Willow at 11, 15, Craig Williams, Zach Purton, and also Timmy Clark at 31, 41, Karen McAvoy, and any other jockey option. If that price is a little bit too skinny for you, you can go to today's offers and James McDonald to ride three or more, 250, four or more, 750, five or more, $34. We've also got a special there with James Cummings, two or more that he trains at $3, 13, three or more, or four or more, $71.
See you next week. Mate, looking forward to today and then I'll finish and go home and watch the Rabbitohs. How good, mate. Good luck. Enjoy it. Uh, good luck if you took the multi. Thanks for your texts. And it's the Debordley Quiz next. Tab has harness offers on tap this Sky Carnival of Miracles. <laughs> Bet fixed odds on races one to five at Menangle this Saturday night. And if your horse runs second, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on races one to five at Menangle this Saturday night, but only with Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. Excludes WA residents. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's and website. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1-800-858-858. Brain tumour. Migraine. Dementia. Have you Dementia. or someone you love Dyslexia. been touched by a brain disorder, disease or injury? Epilepsy. Help the ones you love by donating to research today. Visit brainfoundation.org.au. Brad Gray here with the latest market mover, skyracing.com.au. It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing cottons. There's breaking news and insights. Plus, catch all your favourite shows and the latest podcasts on demand wherever you are. And the best part, it's 100% free. So get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au. Only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Dodds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's at website. Gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Racing HQ with Luke Marlowe on Sky Sports Radio. Great to have you with us uh, on this Saturday, 9 past 11. It is time now for the DeBordley competition. Paul Ambrosoli joins me. And PA, I've been ably informed that you were at the Rugby League last night uh, watching the Panthers, mate. Uh, commiserations. Uh, we were just too right. good for you, the, uh, the yes, mighty Broncos. The mighty Broncos. I know. Well, <laughs> yes, I was, I, I was there watching Penrith go around. Uh, actually, it, it was it was a secondary reason. It was a double because I actually wanted to see North play, uh, North play Penrith in the game before. Oh, because uh, I've been in... North Sydney tragic for too many years. You've got to be a tragic if you're following North Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was following North Sydney for 10 years before I started to follow uh, Penrith, and I started following Penrith in 1966 when they played the reserve grade grand final against Wentworthville. So you can see how young I was when I was following North Sydney, and I don't normally get a chance to watch them. And yesterday, our friend who used to work with us, Gregory Brown, he said, listen, get out there for the first game because North is playing. I said, lovely. So I've done gone to all all extents to get there to watch North play in the, in the, uh, uh, in the New South Wales Cup, and it was a good game. It was a good game. I've fully expected Penrith to win it, <laughs> but uh, I expected them to run away easily, and they didn't. Uh, and then, lo and behold came to the first division and basically a little bit the same happened. Uh, I, I, they just were never going to win the game. No. Uh, it was as simple as that. They were just never going to win it. And that, that's, you know, 
that sudden times can be terribly debilitating for the for the other team if they happen to win it. But, you know, as far as your team was concerned, no, that didn't happen that way. So it was good luck to them. Now, right. listen, we've got a kind of competition here, right? Now, this is most probably, I could have made this the hardest competition that we've ever had, right? But I thought, no, I won't do that because I'll be there for too long. So you can sort of, you know, have a look at the, uh, have a look at the, the, the questions and I'll tell you on the way through when you can start ringing because I'm trying to narrow down the chances of you not winning it. I'm trying to give you the, the clues that are, that are needed, okay? Because this is one of, this is actually, I think, one of the cleverest we've ever had. If, even if I, that is slapping myself on the back. But when you realise it, you, you sort of make up your, your mind where you go. Because having good supporters of your race club, uh, long-time good supporters, is one of the very difficult things for race club. Like, De Bortley have been sponsoring uh, racing for a long, long time. I can remember the, the first New South Wales races that De Bortley started to, uh, to sponsor under, or, or not so much sponsor, but be associated with under the, uh, under the uh, managership of Kevin Scanlon. For now, you know, for a happy and healthy race club, they need those supporters. Uh, my DeBortley competition this morning, unless I give you the clues, may be, as I said, the toughest of all time. So we go to a racetrack uh, which is supported by one of our famous sponsors uh, of this competition, namely DeBortley. If you go to DeBortley, you go to the Hawkesbury Day, you can get a bottle of DeBortley Procasso and a bottle of uh, DeBortley uh, um, Pinot Grigio. You can, there's DeBortley wine there all day, right? Today's comp, although having, you know, having DeBortley, I must point out that if you do venture to Hawkesbury today, uh, the DeBortley Prosecco there is really good, okay? Now, today's comp is a topical tip and a very worthy one. Let's see how we go. The, the, the number is 1353.53. I've got to do that because a friend of mine called Big Vinny he rang me to complain last week that I didn't give the phone number, which is not unusual for me. I keep forgetting to do it. So put it in your speed dial. 1353.53. Now, the, there's a number of sponsors at Hawkesbury this afternoon. One of these gives you the clue to what the topical tip is. One of the sponsors that's basically that gives you the clue to what the topical tip is. Because today's topical tip commenced at the Rath Base, located opposite the Hawkesbury Racetrack. It involved the purchase by the topical tip at auction of three Westinghouse jet engines for $265. Right? And the jet engines have something to do with water. So does the sponsor, which is something to do not only with the sponsor, but today's topical tip. Now, you can ring in whenever you like, okay? Drive Stephen Matt on the phone, right? The first attempts of the topical tip racing today at the races registered a world record speed of 286, uh, 288 miles an hour, 464 uh, kilos per hour, right? Kilometres per hour. The topical tip extended that record in October 1978 to 511 
uh, kilometres an hour. It wasn't David Campbell, by the way. He died on his second run over 515 kilometres. So David Campbell's not racing today. <laughs> okay? Now, you've got the clue, right? That's the clue. You've got to find the sponsor of the race that ties in with the topical tip. I'll give you one other clue. The topical tip racing today has a sire called Hellbent. The dam, this is where you get the clue, is Speedboat. Hellbent out of Speedboat. That's the best clue I can give you to today's topical tip. Right? The topical tip today was Hellbent in going fast in his, <laughs> in his Speedboat. You still don't know, do you? You don't know this, do you? Uh, you should, you'll know it because you're most probably pressured poor Stephen to give you the answer. No, actually, I don't know it, PA. But I'll tell you who does. Noel, who is our winner. Where's he from, Nick? Stanhope Gardens, PA. Noel from Stanhope Gardens is our winner. Well, I think we've only had a couple of winners from Stanhope Gardens. So Noel might be a racing man who put together the fact that Blake's Marine is one of the uh, principal sponsors today. And Marine has a lot to do with the water. And the topical tip, which is running in the Blake's Marine Stakes, is Warby. And that's the one that Noel knew about because Ken Warby, of course, is the... or was, he's, I think he passed away a couple of years ago, was the uh, land speed world record holder. So in fact, there's a film might be coming out now. I think it's only in script stage at the moment, the film on Ken Warby. Um, but, uh, he was quite an Australian. He, he, he went to America, as it turned out. But he was the bloke that purchased the jet engines. They put the boat together with those jet engines, broke the world record. He's, he's, he's something of an acute, a very acute Australian. He really was. He, he was just all Australian, give it a go. And that's what he did. And uh, he, he was the world speed record holder. So that was the answer. The answer is Warby, and it's in the Blakes Marine today. And we'll have a pretty good show of winning it. But it's a pretty good, good, good name, actually, when you think of it. Hell bent out of a speedboat. Uh, you know, when you get into speedboats, you stop when you get to Ken Warby. Full stop, period. Okay? Is that a good, I thought that was a good, I thought that was a good question this morning. No, you wouldn't. Fair to Bloody Brisbane supporters, that's the problem. There's no imagination. <laughs> I'll ask Queenslanders. <laughs> don't worry about us, PA. But, uh, mate, thank you very much. And commiserations again for the other night. <laughs> thank you. A couple of bottles of beautiful windy fingers on its way to Noel after winning this morning. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good day. There he is, Paul Ambrosoli, with today's Debordley quiz. Congratulations to Noel, our winner today. Let's get straight now to Peter Ellis, who has covered the Murray Bridge form for us. G'day, Peter. Hi, Luke. How are you? Very well, mate. Uh, let's get straight to it. Race number 1,000 metres, three-year-old maiden. The favourite is number one, limited risk at 290. Yeah, we've got a couple of starters, including the... Uh the favourite. I'm with 16 reasons. It's had two runs. They've both been solid behind Ice Symphony on each occasion, so I'm happy to go with the Philly for scoring the board. Yip, yip, yip. <coughs> Run well at the bridge on day first up, and then went to sail. I wasn't disgraced there in a decent maiden. And then, of course, limited risk. That's trial well. Another one that's trial well's uh, is afraid also in the market. So it was 13, 8, 1, and 14. Race number two at Murray Bridge is a 1,400-metre benchmark 86, and number two struck by is the 290 favourite. Yeah, pretty keen on him. I really looked at his race. Uh, 
He was a nice effort behind uh, the Jumbuck that was down the straight at Flemington last start. He was good in the Christmas handicap prior to that. And of course, he's a, a more fulfilled Guineas winner. So he's the top pick for Creamer. He's in career best form, but six weeks between runs. And he's dropping back from a mile last two wins over that uh, 1,600 metre trip. One more, Jack. Runs second in the Christmas handicap. Past two wins, only won two in the past two years, both at the bridge, so that's significant. And Mike Kalipa, bit of that one run from a break, did win four on the trot before that spell. So I was key mate of the best of the day, the two to boot six, one and three. All right, keen on struck by there, race two, race three, Murray Bridge, 2,500 metres. Benchmark 78 and number seven, Wheels, is $3.10. Yeah, race four on the way a bit. There's uh, three of the horses up at the top of the weights, more um, in at... Uh, Flemington and Mooney Valley. And with Dalamax, uh, been racing really well. He was good in the parks there, leading throughout two starts ago. And in the, in the Lord Reams, again led. Just run down late behind Highland Jack and Sarah Caravan, Grand Promenade. That's good enough form for this. Platform, I thought, the danger. Ex-Kiwi, zero for eight in Australia, but it's been there about the most recent at Sandown behind. So unusual. It goes around favourite of Flemington. Wheels finally broke through. That was uh, last week when charge from out the back to win over the 2000 so the 25 but suit another three glass up in grey but uh, it was impressive there winning that benchmark 68 on the park circuit so I was uh, 1, 5, 7 and 10. Race 4 is over 1200 metres, number 1 Tecito is $1.90 Yeah it does look the win it's had the two runs uh, both in better races, one on Hillside uh, on the, in the chambers as the group 3 went third, they're in third and the talent down the down the straight of Fleming. It was a $200,000 race, so it's a race worth winning. Only the best, only had the one run, was at Bendigo. It was a good price there. It was quite a respectable fourth behind Show Royal. Then I got the first starter, uh, Berlinto, the McAvoy's, a zoo star filly, and uh, surprise Cummings, 40 to 1 on debut at the parks. Got a long way back, powered home, went fourth, so the 1200 would suit 1482. Race number five, Murray Bridge, is over 1,200 metres. And the favourite is number one, a lead icon at 2.40. Yeah, been racing well in stronger races in, uh, in Victoria. Got a good overall record. Uh, place to the Valley behind Holy Mans, who goes around in the Guineas today. is a chance, and then went to Ballarat last start, which is too good for them with the 62. We've got Tripoli for the Quilla. Um freshened up here. It wasn't disgraced by passive-aggressive. Uh, first up, second of Star Patrol back in May. And then run fifth to Snapper over the Carnival. Extravagant choice. Uh, just the trend was against there at Mooney Valley. It was a leader's track. Previous two runs were good. And Kusu, um, uh, spun on a stay and certainly fitted for that one run behind. Uh, uh, I Symphony is the winner of the bridge. So I was um, one, three, seven and six. Race six is over 1,400 metres. Three-year-old nut, benchmark 62. And number eight, wartime, $4.60, Pete. Yeah, it's a tough quaddy. Uh, this is the first of them. I'm with Merchant Boss. was very wide first up, so just disregard that run. So one second up last prep, then started favourite in the Hill Smith. So as you can see, got plenty of ability. Got Mission Supreme, the danger. Uh, Sonny had the two runs on grass. One was first up at Strath, when winning impressively over 12, so 14's ideal. Thirsty, what's it, thir- Thirsty Guest, um, just caught the eye in debut, then given a break and come back and score and got the money, and Wartime was an improved effort there at Ballarat uh, uh, in a maiden a week or so ago. So I was 7, 2, 4 and 8. Race at number 7 over 1,000 metres, benchmark 70, Wacker Jaja is uh, the 2.30 favourite. It looks the promising type to filly. I'm with the older mare, Rich Gina, the 4-year-old. She won 4 at 10. 
she was unlucky behind Ocean Award two starts ago, and they went around the city of Marion. It was a good effort behind uh, Diamonds, who came out and won the Christmas handicaps. Had a trial on trial, okay. Uh, what Walker, GJR or whatever. It's uh, looked good at both its starts, including a, uh, a last start win. There it was only a maiden that was on the parks. Uh, won the woman, going really well for the new stable. A lunar hero, a good old ex Victorian. Did a power of work there at, uh, at Mortington, had the tyre, so just disregard that as most recent start, 5.13-1. We go to race number eight at Murray Bridge, and the favourite here is at $4.80 in an open race, 1,800 metre benchmark 68. It's number 12, Last Girl Love. You might even get out the bidding, might even be wider. It could be about 5 to 1 the field. And with Kai Shark at the local... I got the money there last start over the 1950. Didn't have a lot in reserve. I think back to the 1800 certainly suits. We tank Manhattan's down in grade. But replicates its run at Sandown. Two runs ago behind St. Lawrence. It'll be winning this. Last run was behind Glory Days. who went to Sydney and won last start. And Stay was in good form. Last Girl Love was a dashing winner there from out the back at Morpheville two runs ago. It wasn't disgraced. Subsequent run over the mile behind the inform on front. Say 1800 suits. And I thought the other chance in the race was probably Trump's. It looks as good as ever, winning second up over the 1550, and an even better suit of the 18. 11, 4, 12, and 1. And race 9, the last at Murray Bridge, 1600 metre, benchmark 62. 550 favourite, number 4, imposing suspect. Yeah, it doesn't get easier. I think the race is up the top. I'm with the far plunge. So three ones back from a break. Uh, all at Packham, they've all been good efforts. Took off a mile too early there behind Ampere, went through last start. Kelly Burns had two runs off a uh, 12-month break. They've both been good. A winner at Strath first up and then just led to the last little bit behind Trump's to last start. Posing suspects, certainly an improver, was placed uh, last week after a winner caller. An eager lose, generally thereabouts, but was keen particularly each way on the three to beat one, four and two. What's your best today, Peter? I thought struck by... Um, uh, Luke, as uh, race two, number two, back by, and if you're looking for a backup, I'd go race nine, number three, far flung. Terrific, mate. Have a good day. Thanks, Luke. All the best. Thanks for your time. Peter Ellis there looking at Murray Bridge for us. Other side of this, we will catch up with Tim Ryan and find out what's happening with the tab for Ramwick today. Brad Gray here with the latest market mover, skyracing.com.au. It's the home of racing with tips and views from the leading form experts across all three racing cotton's. There's breaking news and insights. Plus, catch all your favourite shows and the latest podcasts on demand wherever you are. And the best part, it's 100% free. So, get the jump on the field and head to skyracing.com.au. I'm Kate. Hi, and I'm Mandy. And we're two peas in a podcast. We're also mums of awesome twins with disabilities. The amazing thing about our podcast is the incredible community that it's created, and it's made us realise we're not alone. It's a place where everyone feels they belong. Sunday, March 26 is Neighbour Day, a day that reminds us all why it feels good to belong. For tips on how you can create belonging for yourself and others, visit neighboursevery.org. Is your business recruiting? Nova Employment has over 1,500 people with diverse abilities ready to make a positive difference in your workplace. Nova has an unbeatable track record of success. I'm Karen Lebsamt, CEO and co-founder of Courage on Kitchen. Developing a relationship with Nova Employment as your supplier is a very valuable tool you can grow your business with. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. 
Missing your daily dive into the sporting smorgasbord? The BSB is back Monday with the latest local and international sport and racing, plus your calls and texts. The Big Sports Breakfast. Monday morning from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. On Racing HQ, Trading Places with Tab's senior trader, Tim Ryan. Yeah, great to have Timmy Ryan back on deck, and we're about to have a chat to him about Ramwick. Morning, Timmy. G'day, Luke. How are you, mate? Good, mate. What's been happening? Oh, mate, um, just been enjoying some uh, parental leave, so Beautiful. spent a bit of time uh, with our little boy, and um, so 10 weeks for that, but um, the carnival came calling, and I'm back and, uh, and ready to get stuck in. Great to have you back, mate. Uh, keen to have a look at this card and see what you guys are going to take on and also keep a little bit safe. We start with the midway, race number one. What can you tell us here? Yeah, just before we kick off, I just wanted to touch on the uh, on the track yeah, a little that'd bit. Be great. Um, soft six, obviously, today. Um, we know that, but the rail six metres, I think, is the important thing. Um, I definitely think it'll be an advantage for those horses up on the pace and probably a little bit closer towards the rail just kind of in that first, you know, two or three lanes, I think will be an advantage. So I think if you're, if you're wanting to back something that's going to be back and wide, I think maybe just hold your fire and just kind of see how that track's playing because I think they might be in a little bit of pain later in the day. But touching on the uh, on this uh, midway, Navajo Peak, look, it, it is your obvious favourite. Uh, we went up to a bigger price on Wednesday. It's got that Saturday like proper Saturday form from last prep. It, it is an actual Saturday winner. Coming back to midway, it ran in a you know, proper Saturday race first up and I was quite good behind Linderman, Barrett to Tim Clark. You know, it ticks a lot of boxes. Um, in saying that, it probably did get in a little bit too short. It was it was a big, good bit of money around for it this morning. It got into it as short as $3.30, I think. It's now up to $3.80. I think it probably starts with a four in front of it. Um, but in saying that, with those positives that I mentioned before, it's not really a horse that I really want to take on. I'd much rather lay the second pick, Cheerful Legend, at that 650 quote. I think it starts a little bit longer than that. And just mainly because of the map and what I touched on about with that six-meter rail, barrier 11, it's going to be back and wide. And, and its form has been at Rose Hill. It's got to transform that to Randwick. Carolina Fire is pretty honest there, $650, 650 chance. It goes forward, so it can take luck out of the equation. Left reeling there at 9.50. It's probably another one that's going to get back, but it is drawn down near the inside, so I can see that it does have a chance, but Navajo Peak, I think it's pretty hard to beat in the first. All right, race number two at Randwick today, chatting to Tim Ryan, the uh, Tabs head trader, and uh, this is the Todman Stakes Red Resistance, $1.85. Will there be much resistance from you guys? Um, not from me. Oh, I think it's almost a good thing, Red Resistance here. Um, we're sitting at $1.85. The general market trend is to be a little bit longer about it. Um, but, I'm, look, I'm just keeping it a little bit safe at this stage. I really like what it's done in its two starts. Obviously, it's tried well since. Barrier three, it just jumps, goes straight to the front. Um, and with that six-metre rail, geez, I think it's going to be really, really hard to run down. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Golden Slipper favourite at the end of today. Um the second pick cylinder, I thought, was just the beneficiary of a really good ride from Brendan Abdullah last start. It was an absolute 11 out of 10. Sat in behind him, got the perfect trail, and, and was too good for Platinum Jubilee late. But today, Barrier 5, it's going to either have to sit outside red resistance or do all the chasing. 
And I just think that it, it might be the one that's vulnerable here. So 280, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're the best price anywhere in the market about it. So if you want to back cylinder, tab's your place to bet. Uh, the third pick, Cafe Millennium, it's obviously got a lot of talent. Um, just wary of kind of how this race kind of sets up for it today. It might be a bit of a shit sprint or it might be, could even be run off its legs too. So it may be looking for a bit further, Cafe Millennium. But, geez, I think Red Resistance is a good bet in race two. I like it, mate. I'm with you there. Uh, race number three, and this is the Phillies' turn, the Risling, learning to fly, is the favourite at 165. Yeah, I've got to take on um, this Philly just at that really, really short quote. Uh, we were $1.55 this morning. We're now to 165 I think. Pretty sure that's top price in the market there, that $1.65. She's obviously very, very good. She's the Golden Super favourite. But I thought last start in the millennium, although visually it looked impressive, she was a beneficiary of a fast pace and she got to the right part of the track. And there are a fair few hard luck stories kind of in and around that race, obviously with Tom Marquand falling and um, just a bit of argy-bargy there. Um, Priscilla was actually in that race and she drew barrier one there and she was stuck hard to the fence and the fence was not the place to be that day. So, look, I thought she ran well enough there and then she came out and ran really well last week. She's on the seven-day backup. Geez, I wouldn't be surprised, Tim Clark, if... He just says, catch me if you can, and go straight to the front of the seal. With the rock-hard fit horse and with learning to fly drawn inside him, I think he'd be looking to keep her in a pocket. Um, and under that scenario, I'm going to keep the seal pretty safe here. Um, look to take on learning to fly. $1.65, I think. Maybe she gets $1.75, possibly $1.80 if I get a little bit excited. But, um, yep, the seal's away. I want to play the race. Mathura has actually been quite well supported in Golden Slipper betting. Um, so I guess the stable are expecting a pretty forward run here, but um, look, she's got to take on a couple of good fillies up the top. No doubt about it. Uh, that's the Risling for the fillies. Race number four is the Ramwick City Stakes, and this over 2,000 metres at listed level. Sacramento heads the betting here at $3.20. Yeah, very likeable Sacramento. Set up from a spell. Um, the way this race maps, it should just go straight to the front. And with on-pace advantage, or at least I think there will be today, I think it's going to be very, very hard to run down. At that 320 quote, I'm not really too keen to take it on. And I think it could even start a little bit shorter than that. I look at the second pick here, Sulcum. I'm pushing hard against it. We're 370 out to $5 today. I haven't seen anything in its trials or run this prep to suggest that it can compete with these horses at 2,000 metres. And Barrier 8 is going to be up the back and... Yeah, I, I just couldn't have it here, Sulcum. So I'm pushing hard against it. At the Baskin, probably doesn't have a bad draw, but I probably didn't see enough first up from it to suggest that it's ready to go just yet, although I don't doubt it has a bit of talent. But I'll have to be against it as well. Um, there's one I'm quite wary of here in number four, Sir Lucan. Now 750. There's a little bit of money around for it. Look, I didn't mind the trial um, and the fact that Nash is booked this horse, I think look, it's the one that will keep safe at longer odds, but I think it's Sacramento's race to lose. He goes straight to the front and just whether or not he's good enough to get the job done. Yep, understand. Uh, that's race number four, the Randwick City Stakes, race number five. And this is the fireball. What are you going to do with economics here? We know he's got a bit of a, a trait at the start of playing up. Yeah, he's, he's got that like staying, getting in the gates and then keeping calm in the gates and He's got that bad barrier to um, to overcome here too. A lot of pace. It just the map just looks really, really awkward. And I guess I was I put up three dollars 
50 about this horse on Wednesday, thinking, you know, he was a risk from that gate. But, look, they dove straight into him. He got into a shorter $2.40, I think. Just pushed him back out to $2.60. I think he's got a kind of trend towards starting $3 plus. Um, I guess we'll wait and see how the track's playing. Uh, the second pick, Dashing Legend, was very good winning first up at Canterbury, but she's drawn poorly too. Um, so a little bit on the fence with her. She's got that race fitness, but that gate could be a little bit awkward. Um, Willinga B. Sucarino, first up, as I can see, they have some hope. But there's one at longer odds here, Troach. Uh, now that 9.50 quote, I've got it marked a fair bit shorter. I just really like the way it sets up. First up, Barrier 1, Tim Clark. You know, she can eat a lead or just sit third fence. And she's guaranteed to get the right run where I can't say that about um, a few of the other ones higher up in the market. Yep, understand. Uh, race number six is the challenge stakes at Group 2 level. How's Giga Kick going to come back here? Well, not really quite sure. Um, obviously, it's been trolling and jumping out quite well, but geez, I, I struggle to justify it being favourite, to be honest. Um, you know, I, in my mind, I think Eduardo really should be favourite. Uh, the money's kind of suggesting otherwise. Um, but, look, I'm kind of pushing Giga Kick and keeping Eduardo quite safe. So Giga Kick's been 260 out to $3 today. Um, Eduardo, just with that little trim I gave him this morning, 460 into 420 Look, Eduardo, he actually started half the price or even shorter than that. Then Giga Kick in the Everest, he's got... Um, well, he had excuses in the Everest and he's got just a really great profile. 1,000 metres, first up... Um, a little bit of sting out of the track is going to help him. Nashua Will is on, and the map looks perfect. He should just go straight to the front from barrier eight, and he'll be catching me if he can. And Giga Kick, 1,000 metres first up, he's going to be back in the ruck, and he's going to be looking for a little bit of luck late where Eduardo will have taken that out of the equation. So, look, I'm very much team Eduardo, uh, but in saying that, I do give a little bit of respect to Remark just for the fact he's got the race fitness. It's probably going to sit just in behind uh, Eduardo, so he'll be the first one to pounce if Eduardo does start to falter, so I give him a hope. I want it to be against Paulelli first up at the 1,000. I don't think suits and passive-aggressive. I don't like the gate. It's going to be the one having to do the chasing from out there. Yep, understand. Race number seven, the Canterbury Stakes, Imperatriz, horse number eight uh, at 2.40. You're just getting her out a little bit today? Yeah, look, I'm going to make her the lay of the day today. Jeez, oh, I was absolutely staggered by the money for this on Wednesday. I put up $3.00 got knocked senseless um it was just wave after wave after wave after wave we got into as short as a dollar 90 i got in this morning and put the feelers out and we've just been kind of inching her out inching her out two dollars 40 now we're the best price price in the market by a long long way so if you want to back in territories tab's the place to go today um look she's obviously got a great record over in new zealand but she's coming to australia she's got to uh, really step up in grade. Um, and not only that, the map, the map just really looks a little bit awkward there. Um, barrier 7, does he try and go forward? Risk being caught wider, does he go back and, and kind of have to get around him? So, look, I just don't see anything there to justify her being anywhere near that short. So, look, I'll be pushing hard all day, trying to be top price in the market all day long. Gold Miles, the one I'm going to keep safe, just because he's got the race fitness barrier to Nashwilla. He's going to get a perfect run. The third pick, Artorius, I haven't been out to write his name all week, um, but he's probably getting to not bad odds. I know he's got a really bad racing style, but 
he does have a bit of class here and he looks to be getting to silly odds. Electric Girl will keep safe as well. Barrier One, another one with race fitness, should get a really, really good run. But yeah, very, really interested to see how she lines up here, amateur imperatories. Yeah, very interesting. He's a fantastic group one horse, Artorius, but completely torturous. Um, yeah. doesn't, jump, doesn't doesn't want to take part early and then he's just flying home all the time. He's got such a big motor, but geez, he's been hard work. It was, it was interesting to see, um, you know, they, they were really intent in that barrier trial recently, so they really made him jump and work to line. So mm. the stables obviously, you know, they're doing their best to, oh, to yeah. try and get inside his head, but yeah. It's a tricky one. Could be a slippery, slippery slope getting inside the head of Artorius. Uh, <laughs> race number eight is the Randwick Guineas, a Group 1 level mile. Robbed of a bit of interest this morning with Osipenko coming out with the temperature. How have you adjusted this market? Yeah, disappointing with Osipenko coming out. And with the um, kind of the, the reframing of the market, Af Cabin now looks very, very short, uh, 2.25. I did get him out to $2.30. They took that. So back to 2.25, but... I will be looking to take him on. Um, obviously, had excuses last start. I thought he was brave to stick on like he did in the Hobart Bill, but the maps is slightly better today, but it's not really great for it. He's got Lindemann drawn outside him, so I guess Lindemann probably carts him across, but he's going to have to do a little bit of work early to get into a spot, and whether or not that leaves him vulnerable first go at the mile, not quite sure. So, look, I don't doubt his talent, uh, but just for those reasons, I'll have to take him on a little bit. I think he starts kind of... Fifty plus. I'll keep Zoo Tiger safe. You just know what you're going to get with Zoo Tiger. He goes forward. He makes his own luck. Barrier four looks perfect. He'll be there to pounce if Af Cavan um, shows any sign of weakness. Machilado, the third pick, is probably a little bit underrated. Um, so look, plenty of respect for it. Williamsburg, there's been a bit of money for it this morning, but I'm just not sure he, he's fast enough over the sixteen hundred. I guess if they were to go crazy in front, then maybe he. Might be able to get over the top of them late, but yeah, like I think the chances probably end there. I think it's between the top three. Um, Afghan will just take on a little bit and keeps his tiger safe. What about race number nine? Uh, the aspiration quality, 1600 metres, group three, Roots favourite. Yeah, another favourite that looks, or oh, just feels a little bit too short, Roots. Um, she's got the best form, she's fit, she's up and running. James McDonald, Barrow too. Like, there's, there's plenty of like about it, but not the price. So, 220, I think she's got to probably start around $2.50 or so. Just more so for the fact that she can get a little bit handier, but she's a horse that does get back a little bit. And there's just going to be some stage of the race where she's going to need a bit of luck to fall her way. So I just think 220 is just that shade of unders. Banana Queen, she gets in with no weight. She's a mare in form. Barrier 8, she can push forward. She'll probably sit outside the lead or... Um, she'll definitely be up there handy, kind of trying to use her weight. So I'll keep her a little bit safe. Lassifal is racing well, um, conceded a hope. And Cliff's Art is an interesting one, Barrier 1. thought she went okay first up without a lot of luck. Um, so maybe she's one I can keep safe. But Roots 220 seems way unders to me. Last event, race number 10. Girl, uh, the uh, Winona girl quality and Sky Command has been popular today. It's, um, it's just jumped from 290 to 250. Yeah, somebody must have backed it while I've been away from my desk. But, um, look, I think it's her race to lose. Just with the scratchings and the way this map's kind of edited up, she looks to get an absolute picnic in front. And if that's any kind of advantage today, I think she'll probably start around that $2.50 mark. So not a favour I really want to take on, but I'll just be watching and seeing how this track's playing today. Pekari Curry's in good form, the second pick there. But, you know, the map doesn't look great for her. Ditto with Jump the Broom. 
Ross Rosa, the fourth pick, can probably sit handy enough. So I think she has some hope. The one I will keep safe is promise of success. Um, look, she she always pulls out a nice run fresh. I don't think the barrier one should be too much of a disadvantage. She just probably has a little bit of a class edge on, on this field. So I'll keep her safe at the $10. But Sky Command, she'll be straight to the front. That'll be her race to lose. Recapping, Imperator is the lay of the day in race seven. Yeah, Imperatriz, the lay of the day, very keen to take it on. So if you want to uh, back Imperatriz, you need to back it with Tab. Uh, but there's a couple of other faves I want to take on there too. Learning to fly, uh, after Cabin and Roots, they're all faves I want to take on. So good luck to all those punters having a bet today. And, um, yeah, it should be, should be a great day out there at Ramwick. Sure will be. Yeah, thanks for your time, Tim. Thanks a lot, Luke. There's Tim Ryan uh, from tab.com.au. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Uh, Still a late part of the morning here. Simon Harrison about to jump in the chair and guide you through. Good fortunes on the punt. I'll chat to you next week. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Odds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's at website, gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Sky Sports Radio with the latest winning info right now on Racing HQ. Well, thank you, uh, Luke. Simon Harrison in the chair. It's coming up to 15 minutes to midday. The next race from Tarapa, race three, is the Group 3 Houndui Farm Kings Plate, which is over 1,200 metres. Terrific group racing at Tarapa this afternoon. Of course, the Group 1 New Zealand Derby is the feature. Uh, just having a look at the uh, the Derby, when that'll be on. So that'll be race eight, due our time at 2.47. Sharp and Smart currently heads the market. They're at $1.60 with the tab fixed. But the Houndui Farm King's Plate uh, is a handy little race. It's only eight minutes from now. Babylon Berlin is currently at $1.40. So we've got a little bit of time up our sleeve before that race. So we might as well take in uh, a replay of an interview from this morning on Saturday HQ. And we heard from trainer Clayton Douglas regarding um, the resumption of the Everest winner, Giga Kick. Let's get to Clayton Douglas now, who's got uh, Giga Kick heading to the challenge today. Morning, Clayton. Morning, guys. Mate, thanks for your time this morning. How would you sum up everything since Everest Day last year with Giga Kick? How's everything been with him? Smooth sailing? Yeah, it's been a really good preparation. Um, obviously, as well noted, we bypassed the lightning stakes, just give him a little bit more time, and um, it's hopefully it's paid dividends today. He seems to be in really good shape. He's developed as a horse and he's he's a lot more mentally mature so um he's handled the trip up here sydney really good he's arrived in good order and i'm looking forward to saturday or today with that everest success have you have you found that your numbers your stable numbers have, have increased since then or, or, or you still be just whacking away with a with your with your normal team yeah look i've got a nice number of horses now um got a lot of um good clients jump on board and um it's been been really good obviously for the business wise of things that um hopefully we can get a bit more quality into the stable and some more horses that can complement this guy and um but it's been good the last sort of three to four months has been great so um yeah it's sort of taught me a lot um and hopefully we can sort of keep on improving i suppose um that inter-rain yesterday wouldn't worry him too much because he did win the everest on a soft six track and that's what we got here today 
Yeah, I think it suits him actually. Um, just probably takes a bit of the fire out of the track, and it should be a lovely racing surface. It probably for the warm day it is. I would suspect the, the track will probably be around a five by the time we we sort of jump out of the barriers. But um, yeah, look, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do today. He's, he's had a nice grounding into this first up run. He's ready to go, and uh, I've, he's sort of ticked all the boxes at this stage. Happy with his two trials. Yeah, very happy. He had a nice, nice hit out at Cranbourne behind Cool and Gatter and I wish I win and that looked to be good form. Um, obviously what they did in the Lightning and um, we give him a good good surging trial, uh, balnearing out wide. And I was happy to see him um, sort of have a good clean-up gallop leading into into today's efforts. Uh, tactically, you just what do you do? It's just obviously not as fast a race as the Everest. He's, uh, you, you just leave that to Craig? Yeah, look, he'll, he'll probably sum it up um, as to how he begins. But, um, look, we probably um, don't want to be sort of giving away too much of a start and making it mathematically impossible to pick up the likes of Eduardo and passive-aggressive. Um, so we've just got to be a little bit mindful of that. But, um, oh, the horse is in really good order. He's he's been very good this time around. He's, he obviously he did want to overdo it a touch in the Everest, so... Um, the kickoff to the thousand first up today um, looks to be good speed on paper. Hopefully, we can just get a nice trailing run somewhere and um, get our chance in the straight. Okay, now we get through today okay. What's the, the rest of the program? Obviously, maybe a race like the TJ. Yeah, he'll go to the TJ second up, which is um, just a nice space between runs. He's, he's a horse that we've sort of always spaced his runs pretty well, and um, look, he's. He seems to be on track for that, and um, hopefully we can we can get a good performance today, and we can go to the TJ with some confidence. Okay, Billy. And um, you got one at Flemington, Midnight Strike in Race Three, up in class. Any hope? Yeah, look, he's he's been a bit of a frustrating horse. He's mentally immature. This horse, he's he's a bit of a bad traveller and winds himself up at the races. So obviously dropped him right back in class last time to give him a little bit of confidence. He carried sixty four kilos, and um, obviously it was a, a a relatively good win. Um, he drops to the 51 today. Um, he's proven up the straight. He's had the one run where he's and second behind Red Hot Nick, which seems to be reading good form now. And um, look, he'll roll along. He'll be a each way chance probably at best against a couple of those. I think um, I think the Godolphin also be pretty hard to beat and so for evens. But um, look, I'll probably be expecting him to run well enough. Beauty. Good on you, Clayton. Good luck today, mate. Thank hey, you, guys. Hey, Clayton, just before you go, I just wanted to ask Craig's feedback after the uh, the last jump out because, he, as you said, he gave him a searching uh, jump out and he did hit him with the stick and maybe some of us were expecting him to just explode and blow them away and, and win the trial considering he was hit with the persuader. But I'm just curious what, what Craig said, how he thinks he was going. Yeah, he thinks the horse is in really good shape. Um, if you've probably watched the, you know, a lot of his trials... Um, even sort of leading into his, his two-year-old run at Flemington um, at the start of the last preparation, it was probably very similar at Cranbourne. He's, he's not a horse that tends, tends to um, win his trials really comfortably. He's not obviously a speed horse and runs away with it. He, he sort of can tend to relax and sort of got to make him do a little bit. Just um, This time around, he's a little bit bigger and stronger. So mm. um, I wanted to sort of get back and... If anyone knows Balnearing, it's it's a hard track to sometimes make ground up on. So um, his times are good. We're really happy with how he, he ran up his last 600 in that trial. And um, he ran some super time. He was really strong through the line. So I'm happy with where his fitness is at. Um, 
Craig's quite confident in the horse and um, yeah, look, he's he's obviously he's a proven proven galloper and still with the weight for age with how it is, he, he obviously still gets a bit of that weight pull. So um, looking forward to today and um, hopefully it all can, can go well. Spot on, mate. All the best. It was one of the stories of the spring when you were able to win an Everest with him and it's great to have you back in Sydney. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. That was Clayton Douglas earlier. Giga kick his $3 with the tab fixed odds for the Challenge Stakes. Uh, race 6th due at 20 past 3. They are down behind the gates now for this Group, th- group 3 race to wrap for the Houndoui Farm King's Plate. Babylon Berlin is $1.35. Bonnie Lass, $6. Everything else in double figures. Missing your daily dive into the sporting smorgasbord? The BSB is back Monday with the latest local and international sport and racing, plus your calls and texts. The Big Sports Breakfast. Monday morning from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Dodds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's at website, gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Let's get to Tarapa. They're looking for one to inject some value into the race. I thought possibly four multi-time, but clearly in the camp of Babylon uh, Berlin as they start to load away. Next, George, so 140 is the quote, and Babylon Berlin is the one that punters have identified, and I'm sure that there is... Quite a big multi-liability uh, running through this particular runner uh, for the third of the day. Second favourite, in, in terms of second favourite, is, is a long way off favouritism. Bonnie Less is at 6.50. Just a little tighten further in the market. $1.35 now for Babylon Berlin. She ran second here in the railway beat in a small margin. She then bumped into Levante when finishing second in a telegraph and then ran second here in the BCD group sprint at group one level. She lines up here in the group three Haunui Farm. King's Plate over the 1,200 metres. And we'll just see what's happening here now. We're just waiting to hear. We've got a late scratching and it is the second favourite in Bonnie Lass. Late scratching at the start. Bonnie Lass, the second favourite this will have. Massive ramifications around this market and Babylon Berlin will be paying next to nothing now. Uh, So we will have Bonnie Lass coming out, the second favourite. Drama ran at the start. We'll get to George Simon for his call, the first of our features. Very unfortunate for the connections of Bonnie Lass. She's a... A late scratching. I'm, I'm not sure what happened around at the start, but she's unsettled and she is out. So Bonnie Lass, the late scratching, the Hanoi Farm Kings Plate, they're off. And racing and walking out Osoleta. Gee, the race of sensations. It's come out 20 lengths behind them. Now, first away as they settle down is going to be Rose and Power on the inside. Packing rock stars right there. Babylon Berlin had no real desire to go forward, but now shows some speed to go around and she's going to take over. At the 800 metres, a favourite on top, Babylon Berlin, and got away to lead by three lengths. Packing rock stars second from Rose and Power. Then came Monk Time on the inside of Al Ali. 
Bobby Catton six lengths away. Osoleta, one of the sensations after being tardily away. The other being the late scratching of the second favourite, Bonnie Lass. But it's Babylon Berlin as she comes towards her home turn. She's opened up by five on the corner. Babylon Berlin in charge here from Packing Rockstar. Our Ellie Cad looks to run on. He's cuddling the leader up. Backing behind them then is Multine, followed by Rose and Power. Babylon Berlin at the 200. She's four links in front here from Packing Rockstar. Our Ellie Cad further back then we've got over on the inside Rose and Power. But oh, she deserves this, you reckon? Of course she does. And she's blowing them off that track. Babylon Berlin. She bolted in. Second over Packing Rockstar. Third we've got either our Ellie Cad or Multine and then Rose and Power and Osaleta who blew it at the start. Sensation prior to the start of the late scratching of three Bonnie Lass. And in the end, Babylon Berlin, Ben Foot and the team of owners and Cosi Asano. She had this well and truly parceled up a long way from home. Boy, she's a cruising machine, isn't she, when she's in full flight. Look, she's been beaten by... Uh, the odd good horse in recent starts Imperatriz Levante to name a couple and she was lengths better than them today and she was lengths better than them at the finish as well thoroughly deserved win congratulations to Ben Foot and the team and his connections and Cosi Asano Babylon Berlin takes out the Haunui Farm King's Plate if you're going to look at uh, group 3 track work it's right there in Babylon Berlin, she's just rolled to the front and fair dinkum. This race was all over from that point and Cozzy was nice and kind. It might be time to get really ambitious now. I know the team have got some ideas about heading to Australia. So we'll maybe find out more about those plans from Benfoot shortly as uh, Bevan Sweeney will be looking to catch up with them around this winning performance. And really, it was oh so easy for Babylon Berlin. And the first of our features, good run from Packing Rockstar. He's fought on well to finish into that second spot and hold out our alley cat. It'll be 2, 1, 6 and 4. And just waiting to see if we can link in with Ben Foot. We'll get to you, Bevan, with Ben. Congratulations, Ben. I would really like to know how much this man means to you because there's been some disappointment not getting that group one, but, gee, you'd love a stable foot of these darlings. Yeah, she just tries really hard and we're all, we're all proud of her, you know. She can be she can be a bit of a bitch at times, but, um, you know, we can put up with it when they, when they try as hard as her. Okay, she sort of missed away a fraction and hope just took the initiative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We knew that they were going to try and take us on a little bit, but I just sort of left it up to Cozzy at the end of the day and he decided to slide forward, you know. I said she's the best horse in the race and she can run times, so, yeah, she proved it. Look, uh, it was track work the last 300 metres. Yeah, yeah, no, it did look good. I think there's a little bit of improvement there, so, like I say, it will just give me that little bit of confidence going, going forward to Melbourne. Okay. Melbourne, exciting times. Wherever you go, it's always a, a step up, but the excitement levels are there. Yeah, yeah, like I say, yeah. A bit of confidence now anyway after that one. Congratulations. Thank you. So to wrap it there, too, Babylon Berlin, the favourite saluting jet, got short a dollar ten and a dollar oh four. Cosi Asano, the rider, so a dollar ten let's jump out in New South Wales. One packing rock star three thirty, no third dividend for six, which is our alley cat. Uh the next of the black type race from Tarapa is race five. That's the Mufasa Stakes. Race seven is the Group 3 McKee Family Sunline Vars. That's the 2100 metre race for the three-year-old fillies. And then New Zealand's Blue Riband, the Derby, is race eight. Uh, and as I mentioned, it's due our time at 2.48. So what we'll do now is take a quick break and then Josh Fleming won't be too far away for Best Bets Brisbane.
signs, baby. This slowdown song is to remind you that you're now entering a school zone and will need to slow down. A safety message from the Australian Road Safety Foundation. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Odds on races 1-6 to six at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's at website, gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Guaranteed five-day payment from completion, part payments available. Concreters, bricklayers, carpenters and tilers required by Dixon Homes for immediate start on single-storey homes. Debt-free, ASX-listed, profitable builder. Call 1300 101010, QBCC 1070484. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We're right on midday. Josh Fleming joins me now for Best Bets at Eagle Farm. Josh, and I'll say good morning to you. It's uh, 11 o'clock your time. Uh, and that is Simon. Uh, good morning to those in the AMLs and uh, good afternoon to those that have ticked over beyond midday. But, uh, yeah, it's a good program coming up here at Eagle Farm today. Uh, Simon, with the countdown to the jewel, about a fortnight away at Durnburn. So, got a couple of preludes being run for the... Uh, for the two and three rolls here today, so um, yeah, looking forward to that. It's a good program across the board. I got, I've got the pen handy here, Josh. What have you made your best? Uh, first of all, Simon Keen on race four, number eight, Mashani Royale from the Les Ross Stable. Ben Thompson to ride. We know the form that Ben has been in lately. Good filly, Vince. Uh, she won a last two. Uh, she beat Party for two, two back. We know the form held up there, and then she went to the Gold Coast a week before Magic Millions Day, Mark one, and she was uh, all too good there again. She tailed up trifling, trifling come out to win at sets too, so she'll wonderful form around her, she's a go forward filly, and she'll uh, go forward from that gate, I think from gate number 10 and uh, comes in the gate 9 after one scratching, but uh, yeah, she'll be right there near the speed all the way and be very hard to run down so I like her today, Mashani Royale race 4, number 8, and most keen today's time, the race 6, number 2, Namazoo uh, from the Airborne uh, O'Day Hoisted Stable, another good ride for Ben Thompson, come back in wonderful form, great run first up in the Sunshine Coast Cup, ran home well there behind Stable mate Shay Lowe, then went to the mile here. It was too good winning uh, again there. So, look, um, got a great strike run. He's won nine races. He won the uh, Townsville Cup and the Cairns Cup last preparation when trained up north, and he's been in wonderful form since coming to the O'Day Hoylestead Yard. 1,800 metres ideal. The gate is, uh, is lovely too. Should map well there and very keen him. Race six, number two, Namazoo Simon to go with race four, number eight, Mashani Royale. Excellent. Uh, with the jockey challenge, Ben Thompson there, $1.55. Angela Jones, Brody Loy, both seven. Thanks for your time, Josh. Good calling this afternoon.
Yeah, have a great day. Thanks, Simon. Uh, in just a moment, Murray Bridge, uh, our race caller there, Brett Davis, is going to join me and we'll find winners for Magic Millions Day in South Australia. Uh, we've got the two-year-old on and the three- and four-year-old race. So uh, The fourth is the Murray Bridge South Australian two-year-old classic. Uh, 2.32 our time here in New South Wales. Tacito is the $1.85 favourite. Uh, the race that follows is the three- and four-year-old classic. So that'll be race five uh, during New South Wales at 12 minutes after three. And at this stage, Elite Icon is the $2.40 favourite for Jason Holder. So it's fine, a soft fire for Murray Bridge. And joining me online now is Brett Davis. Hi, Brett. Hello, Simon. Good afternoon, everybody, or good morning still. Yeah, looking forward to the program here today. It's a big day here at Murray Bridge with uh, the Magic Millions races, the highlights. As you've mentioned, I'm actually, Simon, going to make my best bet and my value runner in those two races. I think the undercard is really, really competitive right throughout the day. So, um, Tocito in the two-year-old obviously has really, really good form out of the Talender last start in Melbourne. We know the uh, the Hayes camp are going okay with their young horses at the moment after winning the Blue Diamond. This is a pretty smart young horse too, and I think he might have too much on the opposition here. So, race four, number one, Tocito, I have made as the best. It's um, low-hanging fruit, but I do think he'll win. Um, the second best bet... On a value perspective, is in the three- and four-year-old classic, which is race five, out of Africa. Has always had a good turn of acceleration. They trialled her on Monday at Morfordville with a pair of blinkers on. She was really, really sharp out of the gates, actually sat up on the speed and then kicked as well. If she can adapt and become um, sort of, you know, uh, more efficient with her racing manners rather than just sitting back and finding the line well, if she can actually develop into a horse that can produce some speed early, take a position and then kick as well. She's going to go a long way. I think around the $8, $9 today, she's a chance of doing that. So race four, number one, Tocito, the best, and then race five, number nine, out of Africa on an each-way basis. Thanks very much, Brett. Uh, good calling today. Good on you, Simon. Thank you. Cheers. All right. Brett Davis there calling at Murray Bridge uh, for us for the Magic Millions program there with their jockey challenge. Lockie Neendorf is 3.40. Jake Tayroke is 4.20. Liam Reard and Kayla Crowther are both at 5.50. Today's racing brought to you by TAB. For racing on TAB, download the TAB app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help 1800 858 858. Sometimes footy is everything. Six again! Sometimes footy. Band practice, trips to the zoo and your nan's birthday is everything. So whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want with KO. Whenever sport is everything. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Bet fixed odds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's at website, gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Don't miss the 2023 Wellington Boot Carnival, featuring two sensational days of racing. Friday, March 24, it's the gruelling Iron Horse. Then Sunday, March 26, the best country horses battle it out in the Wellington Cup for a place in the big dance. Plus, all the colour and excitement of the $200,000 Wellington Boot, with plenty of food-to-go options, plus fashions on the field. Tickets at 123 Ticks or at the gate. Visit wellingtonraceclub.com. Wellington Boo, the place to be. Bigger battle, mini, mini, money, more, and flower. You're the chosen one. 
favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Odds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's at website, gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1800 858 Celebrating the best New South Wales racing, Sky Sports Radio. Shortly, Nicole Thomas from the tab will join me and we'll take a look at these tab movers for Sydney. But what we'll do now is uh, have an update for the first at uh, Rambic because they have come into the yard for the Midway Handicap. Uh, Darren Flindell, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, uh, Simon. Yes, the runners are in the yard, the theatre of the horse for the first of the day, and the going at the moment is a soft six. See if we get an update. It's a beautiful, warm day here, and a gentle breeze coming in from the from the northeast uh, by the looks of it, with the direction of the flag. So you'd think we'll probably get an upgrade as the as the day goes on. But under the current reading of a soft six, it really reads well for Navajo Peak, who's the favourite in the first three eighty. Is the quote out from the three thirty? Tight price this morning, so 380 now. Cheerful Legend is out to 750s. Best form's been on the dry track so far. Ripped off a peak price at 12 is into 10. Daniliquin 71, left reeling, who's drawn well. And we've been told they want to be further forward left reeling, so they're not wasting the gate. $10 the price. Louvois, 23. Real Peace, 23. Herbert, $15. In from a high of 18. And just note that Brett Preble uh, takes the ride on... Uh, Herb now in the first. Songbird Serenade at 15. Casual Connection 11. Miss Galini 41. Golly Gosh 21. Mayoshi 26. And Carolina Fire pretty solid at $7. Whilst Brinner is the outsider at 126. So Navajo Pete is our first favourite priced at 380. And the Midway over a mile is due in 10 from now. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Guaranteed five-day payment from completion, part payments available. Concreters, bricklayers, carpenters and tilers required by Dixon Homes for immediate start on single-storey homes. Debt-free, ASX-listed, profitable builder. Call 1300-1010-10-QBCC-1070-484. Nova Employment has been matching businesses to staff with ability for over 30 years and has an unbeatable track record of success. Nova can assist businesses of all sizes. I'm Adrian from Ultimate Karting Sydney. Nova Employment has provided us with a great team member with a top work ethic. I'd recommend other employers focus on ability. Recruiting? Choose Nova Employment, the premier disability employment service. Visit novaemployment.com.au. Government incentives may be available. 
This is Ray Thomas. And I'm Dean Ritchie. Listen every Sunday from 7 for the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. We have the latest on league with Peter Peters. And Phil Buzz Rothfield. And legends like the King Louis Lewis. Yeah, good morning. The great Steve Pearl Renoff. Hey, how are you guys? Legend Anthony Chock Mundine. Hey, good morning, boys. Andrew Eddickhausen. Andrew, good morning. G'day, guys. How are you doing? Pressure's massive in state of origin. I think you can obviously understand that. And you really do. You feel like the whole state on your shoulders. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Sunday morning on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Today's Racing, brought to you by Tab. For racing on Tab, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Okay, what we're going to do is uh, join Nicole Thomas to run through these Tab Movers for Ramwick. Uh, Nicole, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you, Simon. Okay, well, let's uh, take a look at the first, Nick. It's the Midway Handicap, which is due to jump in eight minutes. Yeah, this is a really interesting betting race because Navajo Peak, it was $7 number one. It's now into three eighty, but it did bottom out at about $3.30. So it's just been easy just in the last sort of uh, hour or so, but it's still been a really nice market move. Also good money for Carolina Fire, number seven, 13 into that price. Left Reeling is another one, punters like, number six, but it's still a good move for Navajo Peak. So I'll still put it on top as our mover, number one. Number one, Navajo Peak there in the first race. Number two is the first of the two-year-olds. They're small fields for these races this afternoon. The Todman Stakes uh, for the boys is up first and just a field of five. Yeah, an interesting little race though. This one, Red Resistance is our favourite at $1.85 and it did shorten into one eighty, but it's back to that quote, so just solid in the market. With a move for Cylinder here, number one, it was about three fifty. We've bet it into, uh, sorry, our punters have backed it into two eighty now. So Cylinder is certainly the one here, number one. So Cylinder, therefore Godolphin in the Todman. The second of the two-year-olds is the Riesling for the Phillies and an even smaller field here, only four to go around. Yeah, and another short price favourite with Learning to Fly here, number one. It is $1.65 in this market, but the one I'm going to make the market move is actually outside of the favourite, Mathcura. Number six, it's now $5, and we bet a really big price about this run, about $13 even after a small deduction. So Mathcura, our mover, number six. Out of a golden slipper winner in Moss Fun and carries the same colours. Over to race four, Nick, the Tab Ramwick City Stakes is listed and it's over 2,000 metres. Plenty have been backed in this race, but the best of them is certainly Sacramento, number three, our favourite. $3, backed in from $4.20. Uh, other runners that have been supported are Athabaskan, number eight, Bullfinch, and Sir Lucan, number four as well. But the one, the market move is clearly number three, Sacramento, our favourite. Sacramento there in the fourth. Over to race five, uh, which is the three-year-old Tokyo City Kiba Fireball Stakes, over 1100 has been good money for economics all the way through number three. It's into 260 and we did bet, I think we bet about $3.30. So it's a good short and overall. It did bottom out again at $2.40 there, but good money for economics overall. And outside of that, probably the best back to the Mizuka Reno, number four. It's into 950. But economics, clearly our tab mover, number three. Economics, the push there, race three and race in uh, number three, I should say, in race five. We'll move to race six now. This is the Highland Race Colours Challenge Stakes, a group two over a thousand to be the betting here is very interesting as well. Giga Kick number eight. The money sort of came for it and then it really dried up. So Giga Kick is now a drifter all the way out to $3 with good money coming for Eduardo number one. It's shortened into $4.20, Eduardo. Um, and we've also got some money for Remark number three in this race. But I'll go with Eduardo. Good recent support for number one. Yeah, today's probably the day, isn't it? If he's going to win mm -hmm. one, uh, Eduardo there at 4.20 to push in the challenge. Over to race seven, the first leg of this afternoon's quaddy is the first of the two Group 1s. And uh, 
The first of those is the Furphy Canterbury Stakes. Oh, an interesting race here again. Imperatriz is our favourite at 250, number eight. It did get into $1.90, though, so it's been easy just this morning. Back out to 250, in from $3, though, so there is good support for it. Electric Girl is the other one, Punters like number nine. It's into $8.50 from about the $11 price. Uh, Lombardo's had some supporters as well, number four. But out of those three, just with that really easy drift on Imperatriz, I'm going to make the mover Electric Girl, number nine. So number nine is the mover there. Just one I will ask you about, Nick, uh, Argentia. I saw she was 40 to 1 earlier and there's been a little bit of a nibble there at longer odds. Yes, certainly. Uh, it did start $26, drifted all the way out to 41 and punters really liked that $41 back into $26. So certainly that's what you want to see if you're backing a roughie there, Simon. Okay, so she's back to her original quote. Uh, over to race eight, the second of this afternoon's group ones is the agency Ramwick Guineas and unfortunately Osipenko is out with an elevated temperature. Yeah, that is unfortunate. So aft cabin, the favourite, $2.30, and there is deductions here. And aft cabin after that has been actually a drifter in this market, the favourite, two ten out to two thirty overall. Uh, just looking for something to, to beat it outside of it. So Williamsburg is the best supported runner today, number six. It's into $9.50, and we opened about $14. So I'll go Williamsburg, number six, as our mover. OK, Williamsburg, the push there, out of a binary stub winner there in Fenway. Over to race nine here, the Moston Copper Aspen. Inspiration quality is for the girls over the mile. Yeah, punters really like Roots here, number two. It's $2.15 in from $2.50 overall. So excellent support for the favourite. Outside of that, the second favourite's been back too. Banana Queen, number 11. Just a tiny bit of support, 4.16 to 4.20. But Roots gets the nod here, number two. So Roots, number two in race nine. And Nick, the last race, 10, is the Winona Girl. This one's just for the mares. It's a group three over 1,200. Yeah, again, the punters with the favourite here, Sky Command, number two. It's two seventy now. We bet about $4.30. So overall, a very good market move. Uh, Tycoon Evie, number five, has been backed as well in from a big price, about $19 into $11. But um, Sky Command clearly goes on top here, number two. So number two, Sky Command, uh, Regan Bayless here for Ryan and Alexio. What was the best, Sydney? Well, I'm going to go back and give it to Roots then. Race nine, number two, two fifteen to $2.15, Simon. Okay, Nick, after this race at Randwick, I'll uh, come back to you and we'll look at the movers for Australian Guineas Day Flemington and also check out what's happening at Eagle Farm. Lovely. Thank you. All right, let's pick up mounting guard coverage now on Sky Central heading into the first. Our team on track are having a look at the saddlecloth here at number 14, Oh Golly Gosh. Nice lightweight um, with 53 kilos, but if they go they go frantic up front, this horse will be getting known, but it will need speed on. Carolina Fire, Reese James, Lee and Cherie Curtis. Uh, tough front-running mare who would be much better rated from this draw with no weight. She's uh, right in the mix. Got all the pluses, I think, too, with Reese Jones going on board with a one-half kilo claim. Looks terrific in the yard and looks to get the ideal run right outside speed. And Brynna, Louise Day and Jason Coyle. Ah, look, he's been just fair and he's two runs back. Uh, I'd prefer a few others. Yeah, it'll get a nice enough run. 53 kilos is a big plus, but I'd prefer others. Well, Corey, I must say a lot of these horses presented in beautiful order. It was kind of hard to come up with just one. It was very, very hard, Jenny, but I ended up coming up with number 16, Carolina Fire. Just think very, very tough mare. Um, Reese Jones gets into the race with, you know, 51 kilos. I think it maps really, really well for this horse. It's a tough horse and it'll get the right run. I'm with number six, Left Reeling. She's second up. I think she's one more run away from hitting her peak fitness, but I just love the improvement she'd made from her first to her second run, so I'm giving her a chance here second up. 16 and six for Corey and I. Um, 
I am one sixteen nine and two. I'm with Navajo Peak, the favourite here. I think if he lands in the box seat here, he gets a cuddle from Timmy Clark out at the right time. And I just think that touch of quality on this opposition, and he has performed well um, in his only second up run last preparation winning. So I'm with him. I think Carolina Fire is the one to beat. She's going to roll forward. And if she gets across Miss Kalini here, she'll get a, a much better run where she's been working in the run at a past couple and will give a good kick. And if uh, the leaders are probably got that advantage, it'll give her a good hope here. Herb will run well if he backs up his last start performance. And uh, he's easy in the market, but it's hard to knock the consistency of cheerful legend. The other one I, I could entertain was left reeling as well. One sixteen nine and 2, Glenn. OK, we'll uh, get to Darren for the call in just a moment. Tab has racing offers on tap this Saturday. Betfix Dodds on races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. And if you run second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back for running second or third on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday with Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. First online fixed odds, win bet only. T's and C's at website, gamble responsibly. Call gamblers at 1-800-858-858. Now let's get to Darren for the first at Randwick. And uh, casual connection in John Sargent's colours going into the gate. So thanks, Cassie. Welcome to the coverage here at Randwick. Canterbury Stakes and the Randwick Guineas, the two group ones on today's big program of racing. And uh, a couple of mouth-watering clashes as well for the two-year-olds. And the Todman and the Riesling coming up as well. Final stages of loading for the opener. This is the midway. And Herb goes in, Sunbird Serenade. And Real Peace will be the last to go forward. Navajo Pete with a great Randwick record is the favourite. He's got 61 to carry. And Real Peace linking up now from the outside draw. Gate 16 with as many runners. And the light is on. And we're ready to go on the first Canterbury Stakes Day here at Royal Randwick. Soft six, the going, and the gates are back, and Carolina Fire pinged out and is going to lead comfortably. Louvois was nicely into stride. Miss Galini's pushing through a Navajo peak in fourth. Heard the outside fifth. Then came left reeling in advance of casual connection. Songbird Serenade three wide. They're followed after a length to ripped on the inside. There of Oh Golly Gosh, real peace out deep. Cheerful legend is going to trying to improve its position as well. Mayashi taken back, and Daniliquin's going to settle right out the back. So Louvois goes on with the job now and Louvois scoots away by two on Carolina Fire. The pace is pretty good early. Falling so away to Miss Galini and Navajo Peak under a hold in fourth. Three further back to left reeling on the inside of Songbird Serenade as they race down the side and Herb just in front of it. Further back to Casual Connection ripped the fence. Real Peace three wide. Further back then to Oh Golly Gosh from Brynner the Rails. Cheerful Legend the third last from Mayoshi and Daniliquin still back last of all. So Zach Lloyd really allowing Louvois to run. This was three wide, no cover last time out. And Louvois with the ears prick leads coming to the turn by three on Carolina Fire. Navajo Peak in third. Miscalini under immense pressure. Followed by left reeling, kept in a pocket by Herb as they come up the rise. Louvois in front. Carolina Fire's giving chase. Navajo Peak giving chase. Then came Herb going to fourth and further back to left reeling. It's Louvois just the leader from Navajo Peak. Carolina Fire. Louvois still kicking in the lead. Louvois from Navajo 
Peak under 61's trying to rope it in. Louvois clinging on. Louvois and Louvois led all the way in the first beat Navajo Peak. Carolina Fire third, left reeling. Wind clear, finished into fourth in front of Herb. Then came Ripped from Brenner. Casual connection. Oh, golly gosh. Mayoshi, real peace. Cheerful legend didn't let down on the soft conditions today. Then Miss Scalini from Songbird Serenade. And Danilikum was always back last. So seven Louvois. That was a pickup ride for Zach Lloyd. Uh, $27.06.80. One Navajo Peak, $1.80. And 16 Carolina Fire, $2.30. And was only just touched off by Cheerful Legend. Well, Zach's taken bad luck out of the equation today. He's picked up the ride once Decadent Tail came out. And Zach put the handlebars down. And has led all the way at pace as well. We're going to run 136.18, the, the gallop. On the soft six, 136.18. Navajo Pete was carrying 61 and has bravely got within about a long neck. And Carolina Fire, the other on-speed runner, has finished third. And a fourth to left reeling. He was kept in a bit of a pocket there by Herb at about the 200 metre mark. So Louvois... Winning the, the first at odds trained by Jason Adard along with Lucy Keegan Adard out at Hawkesbury. Just his fifth career win, but his last two runs in town have been bottlers. Navajo Peak certainly losing no admirers with his game second. David Payne, Tim Clark. Carolina Fire third. Reese Jones for Lee and Cherie Curtis. Time 136.18, the last 600 metres, 35.95. None of the back markers got into it. The winning margin and neck with a length and a quarter back to third. A neck by one and a quarter. Wrapping up the details on the first. Seven Louvois paid $27.680. One Navajo Peak $1.80. 16 Carolina Fire 230 and six fourth left reeling. Quinella 53.90, Exactor 157.50, the trifecta $922.30, first four $5,684.10. Uh, race two is the Todman, and it's coming up at 5 to 1. The early favourite there, uh, Red Resistance, at $1.80. Now, Nicole Thomas is with me once again, and we are going to take a look at the movers now for Australian Guinea Day at Flemington. And Nick, as I come to you, their first on a good four is just 10 minutes away. We kick things off with the two-year-old Furphy Trophy. We've got a good move in the first here for Masira as well, the favourite number four. 335, we bet, into 260. And also Princess Duhallo is the other one, punters like number seven. 11 into seven overall, but Masira is the one to put on top, number four, Simon. So the good Olfen runner there in uh, the first, Masira, over to race number two. This is the Stayers event. It's over 2,500 metres. Well, our favourite So Unusual, number four, has been pretty solid at 260, but the money's really come for Timor, number five. This has been a really nice move for Timor, $5 into 290. So number five is our market mover. So Timor there in race two, over to the second, and this one is the Calm Trophy, which is over 1,000 metres. Kalos is the one here, number two. It's been backed into 270, Kalos, from $3.80, so that is a big move. Uh, and if you're looking for a roughie in this race, Midnight Charm has been spec number nine, tiny bit of support for on the lead number three but Kalos is clearly the best back runner here number two. All race three number two over to the fourth event which is for the three-year-old fillies over 1,000. Wild Bell number four it's the favourite and it's been backed as well 350 and we did bet $5.50 so again a good move for the favourite Wave Rider Boy as well though number eight don't ignore the move for this runner $17 into 850 and Arctic Fairies had some admirers too number 11 but Wild Bell I'll put number four in as our tab mover. So so race four, number four. Race five is the 1,600-metre Schweppes Plate. 
Oh, an interesting betting race. This one, Moonamec number four. There's a little bit of support, 460 into 420. And Sparkle down the bottom as well. Kettle Hill is our favourite, though, number eight. Just just $3.50 and no huge move for it. So uh, the one I'm going to actually make the market move uh, mover here in race five is I'm a Shelby, number seven. It's 440 now and we've been about 550. So number seven, I'm a Shelby, our tab mover. So I'm a Shelby there in race five. Race six, Nick, is the first leg of the quaddy and it's a good race. The English sprint here for three-year-olds over 1,200. It is a good race and there's plenty that have been backed, but the best back runner is Opal Ridge, number 15. It's $4.60 in from $7.50. So that is an excellent move there for the favourite Opal Ridge. And outside of that, Sebenac's been popular. Benedetta's had some admirers and Paris Dior's been backed, but Opal Ridge is the one here, number 15. Number 15, yeah. David Gately made Sebenac his best value today and a few of the tipsters in the paper had it on top as well, I noticed. Uh, mm. Over to race seven, which is the group one, the Australian Guineas and currently, uh, what's Jack and out now? He's going to jump the favourite, no doubt. But what can we get right now? Yeah, two dollars forty now for Jack and O, and there is a small deduction here. And after that, Jack and O has been about two seventy. We bet into two forty, so it is the best back runner in the race, the favourite. Uh, but outside of that, a little bit of support for Elliptical number two, and the best roughy in the race is Amenable number eight. It's now twelve dollars, and we did bet eighteen. But here, Jack and O has to go in as our tab mover number one. Okay, so Jackano is the uh, the mover in the Guineas. Uh, race eight is the Tab Blamey Stakes. So the wild card race here for the All Star Mile, uh, Group Two over sixteen hundred metres. And who is favourite in the Blamey? We've got Gentleman Roy here, number four, and it's been popular too, $3.40 into two seventy. so it's shortened in this morning even further. So Gentleman Roy is certainly the punter's favourite. Tuvalu's had some specking, number one, into four sixty, and Uncle Bryn is the one, the double figures it was backed, number seven, now into seven fifty. But Gentleman Roy, number four, is definitely our tab mover. Gentleman Roy, of course, losing the CF4 on protest a couple of weeks ago, so two seventy here to win the blamey and then into the All-Star Mile. And race Nine, Nick, the Resumax Group plate closes the card. It's over 1,200. Yeah, an interesting betting race here with some good money for two runners. Pinstripe, number one, is one of them. And the other one is It's Our Time, number four. They're both into 440 from about the $6, $6 price. So that's a good move for them. And Fluorescent Star has been backed as well, number eight. It's a $6 chance. But out of those two, I'm going to go with It's Our Time. More recent support for it, number four. So number four, what was the best at Flemington? Oh, there were some good ones, but I really like the move for Kalos. So it's Flemington race three, number two. Kalos backed into two. 270 and we did open about $3.80, Simon. Okay, well, correct mode is there now on the first at Ramwick on 7, 1, 16 and 6. We do have correct mate there. Uh, what we will do now, Nick, while we have you, is take a look at Eagle Farm. Uh, they're on a good four in Brisbane today and the first race in 33 minutes is a benchmark 72 over 1,600 metres. We have a good move for two runners here, but the red kite is the best of them, number 11 here in race one. It's now 2.40 and we open $5, so it has been a massive go. Uh, also, Hocker Hay, number four. Uh, punters like this one too. It's been backed into $3.30, Hocker Hay, from 4.60. But the red kite is clearly best backed here, number 11. That's in the first race over to race number two, which is a three-year-old handicap over 1,000. Beast mode number three, it's $2.90, our favourite, in from 3.30 overall in this market. So D 